It's hard to balance life and a full-time job and still enjoy the things in your life you're passionate about. If you're passionate sports, every Monday and Thursday, join me as we talk about the day's biggest sports topics, the previews, game analysis, the infusion of music and sports, and rumors in the sports world. If you love sports and want a new, fresh perspective from a sports podcast, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Keith Johnson, and this is Sports Fans Only. Now let's talk some damn sports.
sports fans only home for the hottest sports show around. These guys are on fire. Coach today, career. The perfect combination, boy. Camp hard. Legends in the South. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Sports Fans Only. This is your boy KJ, and that's Sean Matt. And we're back with another episode, man. I'm excited. Another show. What's going on, my brother? How you doing? I'm well, baby. What it do? You never hear me this hype at the beginning. I don't know why. I was sick. I got the stomach virus, but I'm so happy it's not the coronavirus. So I'm happy, man. Yeah, I was gonna say when you told me earlier that you uh, that you were sick, I was like. It's not that uh, coronavirus, is it? But the coronavirus, that's more of a respiratory type thing, right? Yeah, more like um, like like a bad flu. A lot of congestion, a lot of uh, shivers and shakes. And they say that you get, um, what's the main thing? I forget what it is, but it's something that, what is it? Shakes, shivers, and oh, lack of breathing. Your breathing becomes real hampered. Oh, okay, okay. Well, make and I'm sure just, I'm just watered down if you get my drift. I'm yeah. just all watered down, you know. Pretty disgusting. I don't really want to think about uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. um yeah, make sure you guys wash your hands and I've been doing that a lot lately cuz I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the big uh hand washer. Like I wash my hands if I sat down and ate dinner or something like that, I would wash my hands, but you know, you go to a fast food place and you pick something up, most people aren't thinking about washing their hands, but they say that's probably one of the most ways people are going to get it is through hand contact and then you touch your eyes or your face or something like that. Cause it could get through your eyes. If I'm not mistaken, um, a lot of different ways you can get it, but yo, you know, what's crazy. Amazon is completely sold out of those, uh, those masks. Really? It's a certain grade mask you got to get to pretty much guarantee that you won't get it. If you're wearing it, it's a, you know, what's crazy though. It don't even really matter. They came out not too long ago saying you can actually catch it through your eyes. Yeah. That's what I was just saying. You could catch it through your eyes. So, you would have to be walking around uh, with goggles or something if you want to be 100% sure. But um, just for everybody to know, the, the mask to get is an N, N is in Nancy, 95 mask. And that blocks, um, I think, 98% of all small particles. Um, don't N95? Just get N95, yeah. Don't just okay. get any, any mask because some of them are made for other things. So N95, that's very important. But I was saying Amazon sold out. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. People spooking out when that probably won't be the thing that save you. you. Well, you notice every few years there's this big scare. Before it was Ebola. Um, before that, it was like the SARS disease and or whatever it was, the SARS mm-hmm. bacteria. There's always something over every few years where they have this big scare. But I'm hoping, I'm I'm really hoping this is just a scare. This isn't really something that's going to affect us. But yeah, it happens every ten thousand years. I don't mean to get into a history lesson, but every ten thousand years, is some type of uh, virus that comes along, and it, it takes off maybe I think ten to twenty percent of humanity. So yeah. we hope it's not that, right? Because so, yeah. we have so many more people on Earth right now. So you know, let's move on to happier things. Yeah. Just stay safe, like like KJ said. Wash your hands. Try not to 
give people dap, try not to shake people's hands. Yeah, and um, people who get who who get sick and still like to come to work, please don't come to work. Stay home. Yeah, yeah. Get other and people. I understand too because some people don't get sick days. You yeah, know. Yeah, that's true too. That's yeah, that's definitely true. I didn't even think about that. Some people don't even get like vacation days, so taking a day oh. off is taking money out of their pockets. Exactly. But do These what you can do. Time is hard. Yeah. You're right. Do what you can do. Do what you can but do. Moving forward. Moving yeah. forward. Yeah, moving what we forward. have in sports today? Um, Zach Levine, man. I I was looking in the um I was looking in the sports section and uh, the NBA section and ESPN, and I was looking through the leader the points per game leaders in the NBA, and I noticed Zach Levine. You know he's averaging twenty five points a game this year. I know he's been I know he's been putting in work in Chicago and I know they say he doesn't have enough help. It's crazy. Maybe three years ago this young guy I worked with, he loved some Levine. I mean to the point where I thought he might have had a crush on Levine. Yeah. Yeah. Like he really loved him. He was trying to tell me he has the potential to be better than Kobe and I'm looking at him like he's stupid. Yeah. Now I still don't believe that, but I believe that he might be good or better than I thought he would be. I would say this. I think he has the tools to be a Kobe, but to be a Kobe, you have to have that mentality. His mentality took him to a whole nother level. But as far as like just uh, if you just want to look at three point percentage and you know stuff like that, I think he has the tools to be to he has the tools to get to where Kobe was. But I just don't know if he has the heart and the mentality. But yo, he Who you like though. him him or uh, Tatum? Who you take? Ooh, both around the same age. Levine maybe a little older, but I don't know, maybe two years. He's been in there about four or five. Yeah, Tatum's third year. That's a good comparison. Got? I think I think it took a, uh, Levine a little longer to uh, develop, but yeah. Tatum was more NBA ready, coming straight out of Duke. Oh, that's tough, man. That's a good comparison right there. Right. I might have to go with Tatum just because he's a bigger body, and I think as far as shooting, he could shoot. They can shoot pretty much just the same. I think Tatum has more down low moves. Like he can kind of bully you on the post a little bit. Yeah. Levine's more of a slasher, um, jump shooter. So I might take Tatum, but it's real close. That's a good comparison. Yeah. I remember Boston was actually uh, kind of scolding Tatum for working out with Colby in the uh, summertime two summers ago, saying he's he's learning selfish ball. Really? <laughs> Who said that? Now? Yeah. Who said that? Uh, that that was uh, Danny Ainge in the uh, Celtics organization. Well, that's what they need, man. They need that that number one star. I think they have too yeah. many good players, and they don't have that one play. Well, they have Kemba now, but still, even still, I think Jason Tatum should be that number one option for Boston. Yeah, all the time. Because okay, be- did you happen to see today that uh, it's more news on Brady? It's the gift that keeps on giving. I'm oh, actually yeah. loving his free agency. They said that he's actually looking into. Uh, first of all, they said that the New England Patriots haven't even stepped to him and offered him anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Second, <laughs> second they say he's looking to go to a possible landing choice will be the New York football giants. I just yeah. asked my wife this, how she feel about it. She was like, damn it, blah, blah, blah. She, and I'm like, well, now you see how I feel. LeBron went to LA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if he goes to the giants, that'll be real. How you hard. feel if he get a Super Bowl at the G man? I would, I, I would like it. Cause it would, sol- no, I would never like that. I I would like <laughs> it in the sense that it would solidify. It would definitely, although his spot is already solidified as far as the goat in my eyes. Yeah. If he yeah. wins another Super Bowl with a whole nother organization that was just pretty much trash, and then they win another, and then they go when they win a Super Bowl. To me, that that's just icing on the cake, and that solidifies or it uh, put a it puts a stamp on 
what I've been saying over the last 10, 15 years, that he truly Love is that. the greatest quarterback of all time. If he wins with the Giants, I mean, come on. You got to give it to him. You have <laughs> I to. Agree. You have to. I, would, I wouldn't give it to him, but uh, <laughs> I, w- I would consider a little more. I wouldn't, like the f- what they- I wouldn't like the fact that the Giants, was they would get a Super Bowl ring out of it, but as far as Brady, I, I would like that aspect of it, but. It would be hard to root for them. Yeah, but they don't have anyone. No. That defense is decent. That offense is suck. He's not going there, man. He's, he would have to deal with Washington. and um, So, you know, they're about to get Chase Young. And they already got um that dude's uh, Washington, the Redskins. I hear, I hear they were talking about Chase Young. But do you think that's a good idea, being that you have, um, damn, what's his Sweat, name? Sweat, the other dude, Sweat from last year. I think he was He's like – Quarterbacks, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about defensive end. That dude from Ohio State. Oh, They're comparing oh, oh him. Chase, Chase. Yeah, yeah. How could I forget? I was thinking Chase Young. Chase McDaniel. Forgive me. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, yeah. That. Well, that boost. That boosters the defense, but. But just saying, why would Brady want to go up against that twice a year? Yeah, and then you still got to yeah. go against the Dallas. They got good pass. I just think that would be a bad division. Then you got Philly. And That's a, actually, I have that division probably being the best division in football next year. From top to bottom, because Washington's definitely going to be better. So, yeah. definitely interesting. I can't wait to see what goes on with that. But, yeah, and even with the Raiders, to me it doesn't make sense. You play Kansas City no. twice a year. You play Denver, Von Miller, and them twice a year. Like, I, I just don't see – if you're trying no. to win a Super Bowl, those what two teams. What team do you think is best? Right now, probably – well, even San Diego, you're still in that division with Kansas City, so it's like maybe maybe Jacksonville. May oh, they were saying the Colts too. I think the Colts. I like, I like the Colts because they were ready to actually go for a Super Bowl run. They just didn't before have the Andrew Luck just yeah. decided to say, you know what, I'm uh, I'm done with y'all. I'm so, out of here. And let's see, in that division, you have Tennessee, Jacksonville. That's a more winnable division than those other two. My opinion. Yeah, that would be. Tell me this: if if Andrew Luck comes back, do you think he can actually be respected in the locker room by the Colts teammates? I wouldn't. Um, not in the Colts locker room. I think he can go he, to another team, but not not yeah. not for them. Yeah, uh, you quit. You literally quit on us. Yeah, that's basically. All right, now Keith, have you seen any uh, spring training lately? Uh, I've been watching it, but I don't really pay attention to it. It's frustrating watching spring training. But uh, tell me, what happened? Uh, the Astros last three games. Hit by a pitch eight to nine times. Yeah, and that's just going to increase as the season goes on. And people are talking about they need to uh, nip it in the bud as far as Manfred. The, um, what is he? Not the GM, not the owner. Oh, the, uh, the uh, commissioner. The commissioner, Manfred, yeah. needs to uh, nip it in the bud or they're gonna be, it's going to be a real bad fight. And it got me to thinking of what I said last show. Remember what I said I do? Oh, somebody's going to get hurt. I think yeah, I, I, turn, I told you I do the pirouette. Little Michael Jackson turned right around and hit the catcher right in his kneecap. I don't think people really understand what it's like getting hit by a pitch coming in at 98, 95 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Couple of, I, I would say out of the eight or nine, four was body, maybe two, at three low uh, chin music, and then the rest were like breaking balls that came at the feet. Oh, okay. But I tell you, one of those was near someone's head. I think it was a lefty pitching, right-hander batting. And I thought about it. I was like, yep, here, here we go. I'm about to take one for the team. I turn right around and hit the catcher. I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, more than likely. It's going to be extremely funny if it happened, just like I said. I'm going to call <laughs> you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see it happening. Hopefully, he don't. nobody gets killed. Cause you can... No, no, no. Just on the kneecap. Oh, he, just, his, oh you're talking about on the legs. Yeah, oh, okay, the catcher's, okay. his knees are covered, right? Yeah. But well, you can you still go. do some damage, though. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, yeah. That ball could do damage to my head as yeah. well. Well, he deserves it because usually the catcher's the one calling anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, damn you. Let me call those damn pictures at my head, boy. They're like, boy, I got a family yeah, to support. Yeah, that's nice. It's all fun and games, you know, but. You and start some of those it. people weren't even on the team last year. They yeah. wasn't even part of it. No, nah, they wasn't. No, they wasn't. But they're gonna they're definitely gonna take the abuse for it though. They, oh, they, they will. They definitely will. But yeah, let's yep. get out of here. Let's get out of this intro and uh head off into the next segment. We got a special uh surprise for you guys. I don't wanna say it yet. We wanna make sure that uh we have everything locked down before we let the cat out of the bag. But um let's hit this music, uh this little music break and uh we'll be back in a minute. Listen up, gangsters and honeys with your hair done. Pull up a chair, honey, put it in the air, son. Dog, whatever they call you, God, just listen. I spit a story backwards, it starts at the ending. The bullet goes back in the gun. The bullet holes closing his chest of a nigga, now he back to square one. Screaming, shoot, don't please. I put my fifth back on my hip. It's like a VCR rewinding a hit. He put his hands back on his bitch. My caravan doors open up. I jump back in the van and close it shut, going reverse. Slowly prepared, my nigga jungle others out. Something crazy like, go he there, sitting back. Back in this chair, we hitting the ropes. The smoke goes back in the blunt. The blunt gets bigger and broke. Jungle unrolls it, put his weed back in the jar. The blunt turns back into a cigar. We listen to Stevie. It sounded like heavy metal fans spinning records backwards of ACDC. I get my niggas dap, jump out the van back first. Back upstairs, took off the black shirt. I'm in the crib with the phone in my ear. Listen up so y'all can figure out the poem real clear. The voice on the phone was like, outside right we. So with my mouth wide holding my heat. Bullets, I had plenty to squeeze, plenty for ya. Cause Jungle said, block your own enemies up. Hung up the phone, then the phone rang. I'm laid in the bed thinking about this pretty young thing who left. She came back, her clothes just fell to the rug. She fell to my bed and gave me a hug. I told her no hell. She talked about me, kiss. Bobbed her head, then spit a nut back in my dick. Started sucking with no hands, a whole lot of spit. Then got up and put a bra back on her tits. Got fully dressed and told me stress really I'm Picked up a Gucci bag and left a nigga behind Walking through the door, she rang the bell twice I vomited, vodka back in my glass with juice and ice The clock went back from 3 to 2 to 1 And that's about the time the story begun That's when I first heard the voicemail on the cell It said, son, we found that nigga, we got a kid Hey, yo, son, son, you hear me? You hear me? Listen, man, this dude right on the block right now, man I found him right now, I see him right now Let's kill him Yo, this Nas, leave it. Peace. Been a long time getting it. Now the whole team getting it, getting it, getting it. I keep falling, I keep falling. I thank God that I'm still here. Pray to God my son makes it here. Out for them Porsches, cash and large portions. Girls that deep throw pounds of that mean smoke. Good food to them king sweet toast. Don't provoke my nigga, you see the toast. I do the most, definitely ain't no one threatening me and my team. My shine reigns supreme. Cash rule everything around me, cream. And I'm still waking up, having triple bean dreams. Love my purple grapes, crush them in that gold leaf. Smooth nigga, double 07, gold heat. OG, rope chain, peep the gold teeth. Suede Tim's on my feet, make my cipher complete. Where the crew's in in the six cap, a Montero Jeep, I can't call it. Beats make me fall in asleep, I keep falling. Never falling six feet deep, I keep falling. Never falling six feet deep. Where the crew's in in the six cap, a Montero Jeep, I keep falling. Beats make me fall in asleep, I keep falling. Never falling six feet deep. Suede Tim's on my beats, make me fall in asleep. 
said they love me, put nothing above me. That was some bullshit. I'm back on my bullshit. I'm nothing to fool with. Two got a few clips. Get down, lay down, move niggas. You is, you is. Hawking niggas, I'm useless. Niggas claiming they king now. Up top, niggas useless. I'm here to prove shit. Hanging niggas nooses. Identify the body now. Nah, these niggas toothless, toothless. Hardest nigga that's true spit. Seeing me is foolish, easily I do this, easy E, I'm ruthless got, got the world in my palms Niggas act up, I'm a bomb like Saddam Best they calm when niggas get rolled on OG Kush, my nigga just roll on V gassed up, I'm hooded and masked up I'll be laying in the kitchen to light that ass up On my big shit, BK stand up This is for my niggas in the kitchen chopping grams up I drink filthy, my mom's a pot Mix me with the Haitian rum with whiskey Shout the one nation, we good money I-20 smoked out with a bad bunny Might crack and smile, but ain't a damn thing funny It brushed off my shoulders, ain't a damn thing funny It's cool, I used to pass notes Out of boy stack notes Fall from the stack, quote, all about the cash holes Money cash holes, shout to the boy So it's not riding the mo Juke loud, sight the yo cruising in the six cap A Montero Jeep, I can't call it Beats make me falling asleep, I keep falling Never falling six feet deep, I keep falling Never falling six feet deep Weather cruising in a six cap, a Montero Jeep, I keep falling. Beats make me fall in asleep, I keep falling. Never fall in six feet deep. Sway Sims on my beats, make my cycle complete. I keep falling, I keep falling, I keep falling. Been a long time getting it. Now the whole team getting it, getting it, getting it. My no walk niggas. No walk, no walk, no walk. Connecticut, yeah. I'm offensive assistant coach for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not just here to be the token female, I'm here to help us win. The Surface Pro helps me get what's in my head and get it out onto the field. Let's go, let's run it again, run it again. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. All right, welcome back to Sports Fans Only with KJ and Sean Mack. And, uh, Kay, we have another list. Yes, we do. Seems like our, our guests, I mean, our listeners actually love our list. So today we have a list of broke athletes. Sports Fans Only got to thinking, why do some players get paid so much and why do some players lose all of their worth? So here we go. I have a list of top ten athletes that has earned millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars and they're pretty much, for the sake of saying, they're broke right now. So we're going to go with number one. Number one, Bernie Kosar, football player, earned $19 million in his career, filed for bankruptcy in 2009. At that time of uh, bankruptcy, he had $44 in his account at that time in 2009. Fast forward 11 years later, and he's worth $100,000 as of the date. So... I can't lie. That's not too bad. Forty-four million in his account at the time, and eleven years later, he's worth a hundred thousand. 
but he did have 11 million. So what do you think about Bernie? Yeah, um, at the end of his career, he held a 6% stake in a company that would go on to sell for $500 million. So that shows you what type of money that he had. Uh, if you did the math, probably adds up to what you said, um, how much he had at the end of his career. But bad investments, a bad divorce, and a willingness to lend the wrong people money pretty much turned his whole life upside down. Uh, now, a lot of people don't know, Kozar came, he didn't come from like a wealthy family or anything like that. Uh, his father was a hardworking guy, just worked a regular job. Um, most of his family was just blue-collar people who didn't really have much of anything. So you're going to kind of see a correlation between people not having any money and then being great athletes and then all of a sudden just getting all this money. And a lot of times people just can't handle it. And I think, you know, once we go through this whole list, you're going to realize that that was the case for most of these people. But, so um, Bernie is bad investments and loaning out money to too many people in his family that since he didn't come from a background that was wealthy, he probably loaned out a lot of money to people that he loved. He was giving people, um, I was reading an article where he said he was giving like 50000 a 100000 at a time. People like, oh, I want to start this business, you know, can you write me a check for this much? And he would just do it. He was like a wow. real generous guy, but really irresponsible. And he was also, uh, he was a victim of bad financial advisors. You know, those financial mm. advisors that take take advantage of athletes and stuff like that. Yeah. So he had people mismanaging his money, probably taking money out of his account without him knowing it. Because once you start getting up in like $40, $50 million, uh, it's hard to keep track of that. If you're not, yeah. you know, if you're not paying attention to it every single day. Yeah. Well, you know, I just learned that R. Kelly just went, into a bank for the first time last year. Are you serious? Yeah, well, we know he can't read. Well, yeah. He's illiterate. I, yeah, that's true. But, but that has nothing to do with banking. But I found out the first time he ever went to a bank was last year. Not cool. But we have to move forward. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, hold on. One more thing. One more thing. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, Bernie Kozar's father, Now, I don't think, I think they kind of have a, a strange relationship right now. But uh, his father was the first to get greedy. He was siphoning off money off of mortgages and car payments, uh, lawsuits and tax troubles and all that stuff followed. So pretty much his father was stealing money Damn, from him. Damn, I got to beat my own daddy up. So that's yeah, what happened. Not I'd be only, like, Mom, I'm about to whoop daddy's ass. I'm sorry. Exactly. So not only financial advisors, his father was stealing money from him. And bad investment. And bad investment. So that's a recipe for disaster. But go ahead. Yeah. Moving forward, number two, Antoine Walker, basketball player, earned $120 million throughout his career. He filed for bankruptcy two years after uh, he retired. And um, his net worth at the time of retiring was zero. He was negative. He actually owed people. And as of today... 2020, his net worth is $250,000. That's So crazy. he went from $112 million to negative $10 million to, to today he's and he has $250,000 in his account. That's crazy. And here's a quote from Antoine Walker, and this is an interview that he did with CNN Money. Um, he said, I thought I was set for the rest of my life. My story is sad. It's sad to see other guys work so hard throughout their life. And they just get, and they just lose it. And he also said, I had a car fetish while I was playing. I would always keep six, seven cars. If I would see a guy pull up in a lot with a new car, I would maybe say, I like it and go get it. So basically, it looks like he had a spending problem. Um, wow. Yeah, he was, yeah, here, he said he was addicted to spending. He was like, 
he had to go buy stuff. You know what? I think that's also that's a problem that we have in our, our urban cities. Urban or, community. Or yeah, just, we do. Just, you know, everybody wants to outdo everybody, you know, get the biggest chain or get the get the best clothes, the the most expensive, the Gucci, the Louis Vuitton or the You, you know, know, the the, be, the best credit isn't glamorous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. People want to go get the Bentley. Like why would you go lease a Bentley? If you don't have the money to get a Bentley, like you got some of these athletes and and uh, rappers and stuff, they get these outrageous cars like Bugattis, for instance, a car that yeah. costs two, three million dollars, and for oil change it costs like twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars for oil change. Like, what's the point of that? I, I just don't get it. It makes no sense. No sense at all. So, who's next up on the list? Uh, we have from the world of baseball, your world, Lenny Dykstra. He earned fifty eight million dollars in his career. Now, what the crazy thing about Lenny is he earned $58 million in his career, but at one point before he filed for bankruptcy, he was worth more than $58 million. Wow. He was balling. Yeah, he so was. as of today's date, he's worth $100,000. So from $58 million, well, I'm going to add it up. Let's just say from $158 million, right now he has $100,000 in his account. That is... <laughs> A hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand. This dude was—he could have been one of the greatest baseball players of all times. First off, yeah, his case in another example of somebody who didn't—he didn't come from a wealthy background, family didn't have lots of money, um, but his problem was drugs. When he got into the uh, major leagues, it was all about drugs, sex, steroids. Like he was one of those '80s dudes that Mm. pretty much did everything and. Pretty much like a John Daly. You know how John Daly was, like smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes and tobacco and snorting co- uh, cocaine and stuff like that. So um, he spent a lot of his money partying, which is a familiar story for a lot of people. But, mm. um, yeah, he did a lot of partying and stuff like that, and he was a bad dude. Nobody liked him. He was just, just a bad person. So um, you don't want to say you, you like to see that happen to people, but he is the quintessential, you know, when somebody said he deserved it, He's one yeah. of those guys because he was just a really. You know bad what? Person. Growing up in New Orleans, uh, you know I wasn't privy and had the access to the New York media as you did growing up. Yeah. So you knew a lot about him. But to me, he was I always thought he was a good guy. You see the highlights and people be high fiving him and everybody liked him. He had the weird name, you know, Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. So to me, he was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he was doing this. Yeah. Well, well, when he was with the Mets when he first came up, he was that type of guy. But when he went off, I think he went off to Philly. And he went to Philadelphia, and he just got caught up in the. I mean, he just became a real douchebag. I guess that's mm-hmm. a, that's the best the best word for it. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, another guy who spent his money just without a care in the world. And another common denominator with all these people is they think the money's going to last forever. And yeah, as we all know, nothing lasts forever. If you're not responsible, it could be gone in a heartbeat. Like look at Mike Tyson. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't put him on. Uh, you don't have him on this list, do you? Oh, you might, you might not. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, just people like that. It's just crazy how you can go through that much money. That should be generational money. That right. That should be passed down from generation to generation. Someone should be spending my money that only know of me from pictures. I should be dead, and they still should be spending my money. Exactly. And my family. How do you think Suge Knight feels? Just a little off the sports subject. You know, he's another guy who had, like, 200, 250 and it's, uh, it's all gone. I, I was just watching a um, Vlad interview about that. And uh, I forget the guy who was saying it. I forget his name, but he run with Reggie. They used to be security for uh, Death Row. Oh, Mob he James. He was saying, 
Huh? Mob James. Mob James. He was saying that um that 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 Shook has to feel so bad right now because in his staple, being that he was the CEO, he had Dre, which would have brought Eminem, which would have brought Fifty, yep. which would have brought Kendrick Lamar. Yep. And the reason that he was actually on the set of um straight out of Compton and and ran that guy over and killed him because the guy was beating him up. But the only reason he approached them was to try to get earnings for using his likeness from the movie. Now, if you hadn't burned all those bridges, yep. you would have it. And do yeah. you know who owns Death Row right now? I know at one point it was a Jewish lady. I don't know. No, no. You, it, I, it, she might own this company, but the company's name? What? What's the company's name? It's um Milton, Milton? Bradley. Milton Bradley? The game people. They own it? They own it. She might. Yeah, oh, wow. That's crazy. They bought like something I think called the, I, I don't want to get this. I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's the IFC or the CFI or FORA. It's the company which had, it's an umbrella. It had multiple companies under it. And when she purchased or he or she purchased that company, Death Row happened to be under the umbrella of the IFC or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, I guess this does kind of tie into sports because uh, Suge Knight did play football at UNLV. He yeah. played big-time college football, so I so guess it kind of Let's ties. wrap it up. Yeah. Lenny Dykstra lost it to sex, money, and rock and roll. Basically. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And he was a big steroid head, too, so I'm sure he spent enormous amounts of money on steroids. Uh, women, he always had, like, they look like porn stars, but he always had that type of female, you know, on. So he was probably paying for sex. All types of things. Yeah. So not the best guy to be around. Yes, basically. Okay, so I don't feel too bad for him. Everybody got a lie in the bed that they made, right? Yeah. yeah. So moving on, you mentioned this guy. Hmm, kind of sneaky. I'm wondering if you're peeking on my paper. <laughs> Get your eyes off my shit. Uh, number four, John Daly from the World of Golf earned. All right, let's get his earnings so people can understand it. He earned $10,116,306 in his career. That means from just golf. Nothing else. He earned another $50 million from off-field endorsements. Okay. He lost $55 million of the money to gambling. As of today, he's worth $2 million. What a shame. But he's proud of it. Now, how much did you say he lost to gambling? $55 million. How do you lose $55 million to gambling? They said sometimes he'll have $300,000 on one card game. That's not 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 the entire game. I mean that hand. That hand just though that's crazy. I had no idea he made that much money in his career. Yep. He must have won a whole bunch of uh tournaments. No, no, the ten million. He made ten million plus plus another two million. So let's say he made twelve million plus for his career. Uh-huh. Just playing golf. He got another fifty off field endorsements from off field endorsements. Oh, okay. And out of that what let's do the quick math out of that 62 million he lost 55 million of it gambling and he's worth 2 million now needless to say he was in heavy debt at one point because that 55 million to gambling a couple of those millions were actually still owed to bookies now even though that's all it's definitely horrible i wonder he had to have been up at some point betting that kind of money he had to have been there had oh, to have been times where he was up all right you got to do the, this. This is why it's tricky with him. He actually won like maybe eighteen million. Wow! In earnings, so you got to take the fifty-five minus the eighteen, right? Yeah. That gives you what thirty-three. So he lost. So he lost thirty-three million out of that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, out, all his endorsement money, out of all that money, 
he only was able to keep 19 of them. Basically, yeah. he took he took his endorsement money and gave it to the casino. Yeah. That's basically what And, and then did. other money and paying off taxes, he's only worth $2 million right now. And he's another one. Drugs, uh, drinking, uh, women. Uh, I remember I remember seeing this dude walking on the um, golf course drinking beer. During a PGA tournament, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. Like, that dude really didn't care. And uh, I wonder if that's a self-esteem thing. Like, why do people go in self-destruct mode when they get money that quick? Is it is it they're, they're going him, to shop? I, I think his lifestyle was going to be that of sex and drugs, regardless of how much money he made. It yeah. goes back to what you just said, self-esteem. He was always a heavy guy. Yeah. So if you're a heavy guy, the attention's on you. And how many times have you grown up and you knew the heavy set guy that was a little wow? Yeah. Because he, he kind of lived up to his bill, right? Yeah. Oh, John's crazy. John, chug, chug. Yeah. He, he might not want to drink eight beers, but they're like, chug with me, John. Everybody want to drink with him. Yeah. You know how much free cocaine he probably used to get? Yeah. You know who he reminds me of? Who's the movie star that died? Oh, deed. Uh, Chris Farley. Uh, Chris Farley. Reminds me which, of Saint- Which then it reminds me, because Chris Farley reminded me of um, the Blues Brother. Yep. John, John Belushi. John Belushi. Yep. Actually, I think they were, I'm not mistaken. Oh, maybe that was his idol. I was going to say maybe they were. Clear. Oh, that was his idol. Yeah, that was yeah, his that idol. Man. Yeah. That was his idol. And you know who else he reminded me of? Ooh, Frank yeah. Kennison. Yeah, you're right. Rest in peace. Big guy who, when he come in, he's the life of the party, and everybody want to do something with him. Always, because he's, yeah, he's just the life of the party. You're right Sometimes about that. you have to say, no, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going to snort one line, and I'm leaving. I'm not snorting a whole, whole half a quarter. I guess it's hard to do when you when your self esteem is that low and you just want people to love you. You'll yep. do anything you know, for that. One common denominator out of all the people we just named, not from this list, but the actors and stuff, the Chris Farley's, the John Belushi, none of them, now that I think about it, had a wife. No, they didn't. They were they and that's were big. Where you get in, a lot of your self esteem from their your wife. Big, they're, you know? big, they're big into women, but just the sexual side. Yeah. And it makes you think maybe something happened in their childhood, you know. Yeah, that be- made them I bet you a lot of these guys though. A lot of these guys is mental like like um actually I don't I'll talk we'll talk about him later cuz I know you have a more on the list and I don't want to jump. I do. Talk. I do. Yeah, because we're, uh, we we hard pressed against the um clock. Or uh, I have time for one more? Yeah, one more and then we'll um we'll go to the break. All right. We have from the world of tennis. I tried to mix it up here. From the world of tennis, we have Boris Becker. I had no Didn't idea know much about, about this. this guy. Yeah, me, me either. either. Yeah. You queued up? Yeah. Boris Becker, tennis, earned $63 million in his career. He filed for bankruptcy in 2017, which is three years ago. Um, his net worth of today, he's probably the best person on his list as far as money-wise. He's worth $10 million as of the day, but he lost $25 million of his 63 in a divorce. That's what stood out to me. Wow. So the divorce took half his money, basically. Yeah, so look, he earned 63. He lost 25 in the divorce. And as of today, he's worth $10 million. So you can say another $15 million was spent just living, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So most of his money come from his divorce. Money lost come from his divorce, right? Man, he's from Germany, so I, I don't know what their laws are as far as what you got to give your spouse once you divorce them. That's a big that's, chunk. That's a big that's chunk. That's about right, unless you're living in California. If you're living anywhere else in America, uh, that'll be about right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I wonder how he was able to gain that money back, though. He 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 kind of made a little bounce back. 
he did make a little bounce back, probably investments and stuff like that and commercials. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he kind of got back into the grace of tennis. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. So who knows? Yeah. He might be making appearances and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for him, though. $25 million. Now, I have to say, if I was any of these people on this list that um, has come before Boris Becker, uh, I wouldn't mind if the reason I lost a lot of my net worth was because of my wife. Better yeah. than drugs, well, better least, than coke, well, better yeah. than sex, yep. better than rock and roll. And at least you know your spouse is taken care of. If you have kids, they're taking oh, care of. Oh, they have kids. Yeah, they have kids. Yeah, so they're taking, well, they might be older now because he's old. He's yeah. Boris Becker. So they, but even still, um, I don't know when he got his divorce. Does it say what year he got divorced? Let's see. Uh, mm, no, I don't think it said it. If not, I didn't um, write it down. Wait for a while. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really say. But, um, yeah. Because, all, like you said, all these other guys just spent it on total nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, usually has to do with your upbringing, uh, what kind of family foundation you have. Um, we're definitely going to talk about the, the uh, well, examples or the symptoms of uh, people who spend their money foolishly. There, there's definitely traits that people have that you can spot and you could try to, you know, plug it before it gets out of control. Because once it gets out of control, you usually end up like these people where they get all this money and they spend it all. That has to lead to depression or, you know, people probably kill them. Well, not probably. We know people kill themselves because they lose all their money. But just crazy to lose $50, $100 million. It doesn't even make sense to me. No, it doesn't. And now I'm reading You Got Me Thinking. I want to know what this means. Boris Becker lost most of his money in a broom closet. A broom closet? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. You keep digging, keep talking. I'm reading it. Uh, he was declared bankrupt by a court against his will, which doesn't really seem shocking when you look at the back of his past. Collected wins, scandal, bracket, court, uh, necessary expenses. So a lot of money on court. People, uh, people suing him for stuff probably was a bad dude. Uh, what finally got Becker, let me see what finally got Becker was his brief broom closet affair. Oh, he had an affair in the nineties with a Russian, with a Russian model named, um, Angela Yorinklova. Oh, well, yeah, that'll do it. That, that'll, that'll... and it was, it, it was literally in a restaurant broom closet and he got caught. That will slowly deplete your bank account when, when stuff like that, how in the world did he get caught? Uh, they say someone at the restaurant caught him, which uh, accidentally happened while his pregnant wife was in the hospital. Oh, what a scumbag. The subsequent divorce cost $25 million, and the broom closet incident came in at a $1.2 million. So he probably had to pay the restaurant for bringing all that negative attention to his house. Oh, well, for that, sir, you get a big bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, the the one million dollars actually came because he felt bad for the child of the woman that he was sleeping with and bought her a home in London. Wow, yeah, yeah, he was he was doing too much. He was doing yeah. way too much. <laughs> and 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 kids, if there's any kids listening, that's a good way to get your money taken. Adults too. Mess yeah. around when you're married and stuff like. If you don't want to be with your wife, tell her you don't want yeah. to be with her and 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 get a divorce. Don't. Yeah, you don't let the power of the bing. Yeah. Make you go down. Definitely. Don't, don't don't listen to it. It's not worth it. It's no. bad. It could it's be your enemy. It's your enemy. It could be great and delightful, but at the same yeah. time, it could be very bad. So it's robbing a bank, right? Yeah. You get away. It's great and delightful. You get yeah. caught. You yeah. Go to jail. <laughs> exactly. So. 
Don't let it get you in trouble. Exactly. That's a good segue to a little music break, uh, commercial. And uh, we will be back with our special guest in a few minutes.
you see behind me is for one man. That's right, Rap a Lot Records recording artist Pimp C. And I welcome you home, Pimp C, man. Pimp C is free, and that's a problem. Y'all too sorry, Rama. So welcome home once again, and we finna get you drunk tonight. Come on in. Smoke some bitch. Hmm. UG tight for life. UG tight for life. It's going down. Hold up. Uh. MCPH real nigga. Polo fuck that here figure. Made myself a ghetto star. On the slab, sipping bar. Smoking weed, setting white. The mother nigga shit don't come back right. That's how niggas get pop. Trying to get the cheaper price. Watch your paper, gorge your life. Cause most of these niggas ain't living right. Keep your pistol, fuck a fight. Cause niggas out here jack every night. I keep my mind on my money, nigga, fuck the fame. Big face hunters, keeping the game. Hitting the corner in the candy thing. Sitting on leather, gripping the grain. Yeah, weed, good drink, big money. Hey. Rolling in something hey. foreign, no leather gripping. Yeah. I handle my business, so I think I deserve to go. I said it before, I never fuck a hoe without head no more I never pull up with nothing less than a foe And I smoke cigars, it ain't just for the show I'm blessed from the dope, and known for my sit eye. I send a nigga, baby, mama home with a smith eye You can have a bitch, nigga, I ain't send a minute out Smoke weed and freestyle, no instrument out Flip through the biggest streets of PA Motherfuck the judge, prosecutor, and the DA Head to the H where the hoes are fucked three-way Two-way, four-way, anyway the pro say Never hear a hoe say, no I won't No I can't, stop it, and no I don't Cause a bitch know I might just explode And slap in the face with a pie a mo. Ready to earn, I make her open it up, I make her give me some more. I got the Bentley outside, he's ready to go. He rolls on ride blue, but I'ma ride red, take it gripping on grain, trying to dodge the feds. I just got home, from the pen, just like we did it before, we need to do it again. It's the return of the kings, baby, back in the slab. We got money, respect, the platinum, the grab. Back in the lab, the pimp, and the bun. Get out of line and act like a simp, and you're done. This the click, the team, the crew. Get back to that trip, and that's what it do. Them underground kings, baby, rolling with heat. And when pimp see back on the streets, you know we about to get told. Drink big money. Hey. Rolling in something hey. foreign, no leather gripping. Yeah. I handle my business, so I think I deserve to. Hey. Go. Hey. Go. 
From the weather team at Sports Fans Only, here's your five-day Tri-State forecast. Welcome back to another five-day Tri-State weather forecast. I hope everyone had a beautiful day. We're one step closer to the weekend. I'm actually excited about this weekend because we get our new green screen. And what that means is we're going to be able to start building our new weather studio. And this new weather studio is going to have all the green screen uh, functionality that a real new studio has. So we'll have the moon, the, the sun, the degrees. You know, when you see the, the weatherman stand up in front of the screen, we're going to have all that stuff. And uh, NBA Jam Session is going to have their own studio. Um just the talk show is going to have its own studio it's going to be really great so uh, we're really excited as usual i got a little sidetrack but uh, let's get down to business so here's your five-day weather report brought to you by sports fans only and anchor fm today was partly cloudy with a high of 42 degrees and a low of 29 degrees friday february 28th will be mostly sunny with a high of 42 and a low of 28. Saturday, February 29th, will be partly cloudy with a high of 38 degrees and a low of 26 degrees. Sunday, March 1st, will be sunny, no clouds in sight, high of 45 and a low of 38 degrees. Monday, March 2nd, will be mostly cloudy. Those clouds will roll back in. We'll have a high of 54 degrees and a low of 47 degrees. And Tuesday, March 3rd, looks like we'll get some showers, 50% chance of rain, high of 57 degrees and a low of 49 degrees. To all our sports fans who tuned in for today's show, we truly appreciate it. This is Keith Johnson coming to you from Sports Fans Only Weather Room. We hope you guys have a beautiful, safe weekend. Until we see you guys again, take care, spread love. Baby, uh-uh. let me explain to you. I'm saying, what you saying? It's not even like that. It wasn't like that, but I saw you. Baby, I don't love her. You don't love me. She, you know what? I don't even want to talk to you. She don't mean nothing to me. I don't want to see your face. She was just telling me. I just want to see you walking through that Baby, door. Baby, ain't nothing else to Why say. Why we got to do Peace. it like this? Baby. Damn. Come home late. It seems you barely beat the sun. Tapping my shoulder. Thinking you gon' get you some. Smelling like some fragrance that I don't even wear. So if you want some love and I suggest you go back there Where you came from Day to day with you is always something else Working my nerve God knows that I don't deserve what you put me through Cause I've been so true to you For you to come at me with another lame excuse See I
Sports fans only studio. It's Sean Mack with the prime time recap. All right, Sean Mack back with the recap. 
First up, NCAA men's basketball. Number 12, Villanova beat St. John 71-60. Number 16, Penn State defeated Rutgers in a tight one 65-64. And the ninth-ranked team in the country, the Maryland Turpins, just got past Minnesota 74-73. Next, Major League Baseball, spring training. Marlins beat the Reds 5-3. Dodgers defeated the Angels 9-4. Cubs destroyed the Royals 8-0. Oakland whipped the Diamondbacks 16-3. And the Kansas City Royals beat the White Sox 7-6. Moving on, NHL. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Vegas Golden Knights shut out the Edmonton Oilers 3-0. And the LA Kings defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 2-1. Last on slate, the National Basketball Association. Cavs beat the Sixers 108-94. Wizards took down the Nets 110-106. Hornets defeated the Knicks 107-101. Magic defeated the Hawks 130-120. Timberwolves just got by the Heat 129-126. Rockets destroyed the Grizzlies 140-112. Mavericks beat the Spurs 109-103, Clippers skated by the Suns 102-92, and the Boston Celtics defeated the Utah Jazz 114-103. All right, it's Sean Mack back with the all-around recap, and this is Sports Fans Only. Hey, trips that you plan for the next whole week. Bands too long for a nigga so cheap and your flex so deep, your sex so deep. You got it, girl, you got it. Hey, you got it, girl, you got it. Yeah, pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you wildin'. You just took it off the line, no mileage. Waiting, hitting you, the DM looking fallin'. Talking while you come around and now they silent. Through the Cooper 17, no guidance. You be staying low, but you know what the fight is. Ain't never got you know it being modest. Popping, shipping only cause you know you popping, yeah. You got it, girl, you got it. Hey. You got it, girl, you got it.
come teach me You a little hot girl, you a little sweetie Sweet like Pearland, sweet like Peachtree I could tell you crazy, but she kinda intrigue me So please take it easy Good to have me on your side I ain't saying that you need me yeah. Six got talk But I ain't trying to get preachy No, no I seen how you did, homeboy Please take it easy on me Cause I don't wanna Play no games Play no games I don't wanna Play no games Play no games to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. Welcome back to the show. This is Sports Fans Only with your host KJ and Sean Mack. And as promised, we have a special guest for you guys, um, Jean Renan. Um, I know him as Gene Sherubin, but he goes by Jean Renan. Um yeah. He has a uh, podcast uh, called The Paragon Show. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard me talk about it. Great podcast. And he also has another business that he does. It's called CCMG Digital. Um, did I get that right, Gene? That is correct. Yeah, so um, he's a entrepreneur, uh, started his own business. Big inspiration to me. Almost, you know, he's one of the reasons why I said, you know what, I'm going to put my foot in this uh, entrepreneur thing and start building my own brand, my own business. So he's one of the big inspirations, big motivations for me. So I'm going to give him the floor um, and let him explain to you guys exactly what it is his podcast is about and what his business is. So go ahead, Gene. Floor is yours. Yeah, man. Um, That was a great intro. Appreciate it. No problem. Long-time fan, you know, you guys are like almost 40, 50 episodes in, and I listen to almost all of them, and it's uh, pretty great to be featured on, you know, the beginning stages, and that's what it's all about, you know, I'm all about uh, the Paragon Show, and it stands for, you know, getting a certain level of quality that people have, and other people love to see that quality, and it's almost an excellent quality, so that's why I focus on Entrepreneurs on the Rise on my show. And we're just now adding the interview style, and it's and it's really starting to blow up that way. We have season three coming in at the end of uh, let me see at the end of March, beginning of April. So 
So we, we got a three-month hiatus right now, and it's a great opportunity for me to focus on my main business, uh, which is, you know, my entrepreneurship dreams of owning my own digital company. And uh, everything is going pretty well so far. I'm running through a little trouble of actually having too many clients where I'm find my, I find myself doing all the work and I'm taking a couple of leadership courses and they're telling me, no, it's, it's time for you to be a leader and delegate all of that crap. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard, man. When, you, when you're first starting off, it's real hard. To, you, have a, you have so much on the plate, right? And you're trying to exactly. say, I want to tackle this, I want to tackle this. And sometimes mm-hmm. you get a little overwhelmed and things kind of slow down. And so I get it. I definitely get it. And you're going to get there, dog. You just got to uh, keep pushing, keep grinding. Pretty soon you'll have a staff and in place that'll be able to uh, take control over all those stuff that, you know, the stuff you could, in, you could focus on the important stuff and let them do all the other exactly. little things. But um, mm-hmm. just, I just want to um, rewind real quick. As far as the, yep. po- the podcast goes, I saw a trailer of one of your podcast shows. I guess it's the upcoming season Who's that comedian, Correct. the comedian that you had on there? Oh, I had, we had two comedians on there. They're going to be featured on season three. So what I do is I put like little teasers out of the before and the after. And then you could actually see the full, uh, you know, we pulled the mics back a little bit so you could actually see the actual thing. But then when it's time to actually put the podcast, that's when the actual voices come nice and clear. So the first comedian was Wasan Jackson out of uh, Fairfield and Bridgeport, Connecticut. And he now has an assistant, an opener, and his name is Silly Slim. Oh, Those wow. dudes had me cracking up when we recorded that um, that footage, man. Oh, okay. so I can't wait to finalize the edits and then put it out in just a uh, pure voice um, option only. Actually, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to hear it. Have you heard his? You've heard some of his shows, right, um, Sean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've listened to pretty much all of them, at least five to ten. I say ten to fifteen minutes. I listen to him. I have the tendency to listen when I'm waiting for my uh, daughter to come out of school. Yeah, it's real, real <laughs> motivational stuff, guys. So, um, where can they find you again? Where can they find that podcast? Um, right now, we're updating our website to be more of its own brand, and it's simply called theparagonshow.com. And then we could also find us on Facebook and, of course, on Anchor FM. That's that's our. That's our home spot right there. And I'm glad I was able to, you know, motivate other people to start their podcast because in the beginning, when I first started, it it was a little bit overwhelming. But then you start finding fine tuning your software, your your pitch, your verbiage and, and your topics. And then all of a sudden it just feels like it gets a lot easier. Yeah, it definitely does. And it I, does. I, it I, does. I, I want to encourage everybody. Now, it's not it's not cheap, but mm-hmm. if you have the money to invest in a roadcaster, and a good solution now the 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 roadcaster is about six hundred dollars six fifty but a good solution for that is if you go check out american musical um if you just have decent credit you go on there they give you a payment plan you don't have to put no money down actually i think you have to put like maybe thirty forty dollars down and they'll do a payment plan over the course of a year so if you're serious about a podcast and you don't have the money right away um that's the best route to go because this road it's cap- the holy grail yeah it's the holy grail it definitely it, it allows you to turn your show so much more professional than just doing it you know the the, the traditional way so i just want to don't th- give all our secrets out though. no don't no I won't, I won't i won't <laughs> gonna, yeah but um uh gene where can they find you as far as the ccg well am i saying it right what i say uh ccmg digital okay and where can they cards or anything facebook where can they find you as far as yep. that um, my 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 full name is jean renard cherubin and uh they can find me on facebook and just leave a comment right there 
or just contact me through um, the CCMG Digital Services dot com website. And so for all those who didn't weren't really able to follow the lingo, basically what he does is if you have a business and you need marketing uh, assistance, mm-hmm. uh, especially digital marketing assistance as far as like uh, marketing on social media, on the Internet right. in general, stuff like that. If you want to make your business grow and you need somebody to take that because you like I was just saying, sometimes there's too much stuff on your plate and you need somebody exactly. to take care of that. His company is the company that would tackle that situation for you and take care of all your marketing needs. So anybody with a business, if you need marketing, uh, hit Gene up. And he he does great work. That commercial that he has, I love that commercial, man. I wish I could play it. Once once we're up visual, I'm going to start playing that commercial on our on our YouTube page. So um, Oh, that's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, and then the same thing goes for, you know, what you guys are doing out there. I, I love the cross-promotion that's going on. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so anyway, we do. anyway, uh, Sean, you want to get back to this list? Uh, yeah, back to uh, finishing the list that we uh, did earlier. We had the top five. Uh, first five, I'm going to go real fast. We had uh, Bernie Kosar, Antoine Walker, Lenny Dykstra, John Daly, and Boris Becker. That was the top five. We're going to finish from six to ten. Uh, Gene, feel free to chime in whenever you like. Don't feel uh, like you're actually interrupting me. It's your more your it's more your floor than ours tonight. So, right. Deuce McAllister, football player, he earned fifty million dollars in his entire career. He's worth fifty thousand dollars as of today. So he earned fifty million in his career, and he's worth fifty thousand dollars today. Uh, what do you think about that, Kay? Yeah, see, this is another example. He thought that investing in uh, car car dealerships, if I'm not mistaken, uh, some people, they'll get advice from friends or family members, and they'll say, hey, you should do this. And, you know, they'll just run out and do it, not really doing their homework or doing their research. It sounds like to me he decided to invest in multiple car dealerships, and they just sucked all the money out of his pockets. They just drained his uh his bank account. Now, Gene, I have a question for you. With someone earning $50 million and now he's worth $50,000, and like Kay just said, he invested into um, car dealerships, which isn't a bad thing all the time. Tell me this, in your opinion, where do you think he went wrong investing in the wrong um, car dealerships or maybe putting his money where it shouldn't? Tell me, tell me with your knowledge, where do you think he went wrong? See, when I I start thinking about a person who who practically lost 99% of all their money, that means that there was an issue way before they even had the money. So it, it didn't matter what business that dude got into, it would have been over for him for a long time ago. So when you have friends around you and, and they're leading you the wrong way and they're not really paying attention to what's going on, but then they come back and ask you again and then you don't look at their books, that's when you start wasting the money. So he, he could have had people in his circle. So to me, that, that means he was not a true leader for his own financialness. Uh, mm-hmm. even if that's a word or not, he actually just kind of let other people take care of his own personal finances. Now, that's wild to me because if you're a person with $50 million, you need to start dealing with other people that know what it's like to have $50 million. Yeah. So yeah. when you start mm-hmm. dealing with people who are used to having $100,000, they're going to ask you for 100000 you're going to give it to them. And then if you don't look back at their books, they're going to ask you for another 100000 you're like, all right, cool. So you're going to open up another one? All right, cool. When at the end of the day, Every investment that you made with them is bleeding red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I had said that earlier. I said, usually with a lot of these cases, 
whatever is going on in their lives, it happened early in life. And regardless uh-huh. of how much money they had, they were going to squander that, whether it was 50 million or it was 1 million or it was a hundred thousand, uh-huh. you know, when you're irresponsible with money, whether it's from ignorance or if it's from just bad investments or whatever the case may be, if you're bad with money, it doesn't matter how much you have, you're going to waste it regardless. So, um, and that's the, uh, that's the sad part because, you know, financial acumen is something that you could actually just go and learn. Yeah. And, and you have the opportunity to, you know, to look at your own bank account. Like you go in a bank account, you see it at 30 mil and then you see that 20 mil, then you see that 10 mil. And then, but you're still living a $25 million lifestyle. Like so, the two just doesn't click. So and te- that's when the issues really start coming in. So tell me this, Gene, why do you think, especially since we're all uh, people of color, why do you think in our community, why do we always have to keep up with the Joneses? Why do we always have to outdo the next person, spend money we don't have just to look good? Where, where does that, in your opinion, I know you're not a professional on the, but in yeah. your opinion, where, did, where do you think that mentality comes from just total lack of respect for money just to look good? Where, where does that come from? Uh, personally, I think it comes from, from not being taught the other side of debt. People just focus specifically on on the black and on the black meaning is just okay i'm accumulating i'm accumulating i'm accumulating but the the, the lifestyle of saving is not fancy like yeah. nobody cares if you're saving yeah, <laughs> but you're they right. just I, care I said that i said that uh i said it earlier uh good credit and great credit in the urban community isn't a sexy thing that we can stunt and floss with exactly not only is it not even sexy it's almost like it's it's non-existent to where they they don't even they don't even bring it up. They don't teach it to you or anything, nope. but they teach you on the other side. Yep. Spend, spend, spend. Here, here comes the new boots out. Here comes the new jersey out. You know, that same $100 that you went to McDonald's with last week, you could have actually bought some stock with McDonald's. Yep. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, it, yeah is. it is weird. It is weird. All right, um, moving on to number seven. Okay. We're going to enter the world of the WNBA. Number seven is Cheryl Swoops. She was a basketball wow. player, of course. She earned over $50 million during her career. Her net worth as of right now is $200,000. Keith, please tell me why this woman only has $200,000 and she made over fifty million. Please tell me a good reason. Please. It's, a, it's amazing. You go through all these people in the same thing. Mismanagement mm-hmm. of money. Mismanagement of money. Mismanagement of money. It, Bad investments, bad investments. And it just goes back to what we were just saying. We weren't taught coming up. Now, some people were. Now, I don't know about you, Gene. Um, mm-hmm. my, my parents meant well, but they didn't really tell me. Maybe because they didn't know, but they didn't really tell me about uh, credit. The other side. Yeah, the they, other side of it. Credit, yeah. or, or they tried to say, oh, you should save your money. But saying it and showing somebody how to really do it and be successful at it is two different things. So yeah, my parents did. I was just horrible. Oh, so they did. Yeah. So my, yeah, parents- my, my mother t- told me how to balance a checkbook at eight years old. She told me what saving was. She told me what credit was when, you know what I'm saying? At, in, um, that's 1988. I'm eight, I'm eight years old Yeah. and not many people knew what credit was. We have credit karma now. Mine's went up three times in the last three months. So I get feedback. You actually had to go to a bank and sit down with somebody and find out what your mm. credit score was. Yeah. You know? Correct. Yeah. And, and, and even back then the credit card, the, the percentages was high, but 
the payoff was better. So you were able to accumulate good credit. But my mother showed me and she told me that went in one ear and right out the other. You know what? I want them Jordans. I want that Nintendo tape. And I want uh, a new backpack. You know, certain things I wanted, I needed, and I didn't care. We always feel like we'll take care of that later. We'll, we'll take care of that later. You look up, you're 40 years old with bad credit. Later. Yeah. See, the, 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 one of the things that I, I noticed about Cheryl is like, uh, you know, her, her inner circle was not strong. You know, she didn't have leaders in her inner circle. So they, they basically found a nice person and took advantage of her. You know what I'm saying? She, she was able to, to give to certain charities. She wanted to help her neighborhood. She wanted to help family and friends. It reminds me of, uh, of Chris Tucker when he had his, yep. you know, his $20 million deal and family came out the woodwork. And yep. instead of him saying no, he said, yeah, sure. Yep. And next thing you know, 20 went down to 19 to 18 to 17. They make another movie because he was very comfortable with 20 mil. And the next thing you know, it was down to like a million or two. And now he's trying to get back up to his whole thing. And he tells people, man, I have family coming from everywhere and I help them all. Yeah. And now they can't help me because I can't go to none of them and ask for a million dollars. Yeah, because they don't got it. Whatever he gave they them, got it. they don't have it no more. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely got to watch out who you help. You know, you want to help people, but there has yep. to be there has to be a limit. There has to be a limit to your generosity. You have to maybe say, you know what? This is when be I'm going to be a little gonna, selfish. Yeah, you, know, you have to be selfish. Or if, be if, selfish. if you have that much and say, here, this is what I'm giving you. Don't ever come back and ask me for a cent more. In fact, I'm going to make you sign this paper. If you want this money, you got to sign this paper. If you nothing take, personal. You, nothing personal, but if you take this, you can never come back to me and ask me for anything more. And, you know, they can't even be mad at you if you do that. You know, if you're straight up with No. Them, you know what I mean? No, I, if you're giving them the money. I don't got to give you anything. You know what I mean? You should yeah, be happy. Yeah, how bad you really want the money you're asking me for. But, um, All right. Yeah, um, family's moving tricky. on. Mm. Yeah, what's next? No, no, no. What'd you say, Gene? No, I wanted to make uh, sure you fam- didn't have family, any more. Family is tricky. Yeah, family it, is tricky. It's Explain a very that. tricky subject. It's a very tricky mm-hmm. manner because... You could be helping out someone that you really love. That's a first cousin. But when it comes to money, they start to act a little funny, you know? They do act a little funny with the money. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. We got number eight. Almost done here. Marion Jones, track star, made 30 plus million dollars in her career. Net worth, as of right now, $500,000. She's not broke, but she's far from the 30 million plus. I heard she lost a lot in endorsements and bad deals. What you say, Kay? Um, well, she also, not only that, but she also lived a lavish lifestyle. At the peak of her career, she had three mansions in North Carolina. Um, mm. Why you need three mansions in the same state is beyond me. I was going to say that. Maybe <laughs> spread out across America, but in the same state. <laughs> in the same state. Yeah, so, um, 50,000 miles away. Come on. She, so she was doing stuff like that, just spending recklessly. And then once she got caught with the steroids, I think that's what, it, well, they say performance yep. enhancing drugs. But it was probably steroids. Um, she lost all her endorsements. So basically now you, you own all these mansions, and now you can't keep up with the taxes and you know, all the upkeep that it costs to have a big, big ass house. So, um, she was another victim of just spending, spending, spending. So, um, sad situation with her. Real shit. Yeah, man. She, she was spending so much and, and none of it was coming in with endorsements. You know, like you guys mentioned last time with Shaquille O'Neal, you know, he's going to be endorsing things till he like 70, 80, 90. Like I would still watch a big old seven foot, 80 year old dude endorsing something. Yep. You're right. You know, as long as he keeps his composure and, doesn't do anything crazy yeah. people are gonna love him yep now unlike, mr g unlike tell me Marianne this jones. when these people like marion jones for example 
It had to be at some point before she totally went broke. She realized she was going broke. Couldn't she have really uh, liquidated everything and try to file for bankruptcy and start over? Nah, it, it gets tricky when you actually have that type of property because you you kind of don't own anything anymore. Like when, mm. when the bank says they want they want their $20 million back, and, and if you do give them that $20 million back, you'll be broke like <laughs> like back to like being a kid. I see what so you hold on so tight to everything. And then if you do file for bankruptcy, you know, sometimes they actually give you a, a leeway and, and, and they don't, they don't make you pay the debt. So that's, that's, that's when you get great lawyers involved. But if you don't have those two options available to you, you get so nervous and so scared because you're, you're living a million dollar lifestyle. Literally, yeah. you're spending about a million dollars a year just to be comfortable. So imagine being uncomfortable for like the next 10 years. They don't want to hear that, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so it. they don't, like, they don't right. liquidate anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, I think a lot, and I'm, I'm thinking about this situation, and I'm like, well, if I knew I was about to fall and I'm halfway down, I'm going to try Earth. to give myself a little cushion. But it seems like all, all these people, yep. they don't give the cushion, they fall hard. Yeah, it's like, here, yo, I, I can't afford these three mansions. Take them back. Nah, they just yeah. hold on. Yeah, I'll be like, take them, but I'll be broke. <laughs> Better than owing people, because somebody on this list, who was it? I'm kind of trying to think it was somebody that I had before, and I think it was Lenny Dykstra or Antoine Walker. He was negative $2 million at one point. Yeah, oh. Antoine Walker. That was Antoine Walker. His, his yeah, story was negative is negative $2 million. The worst. Like, yeah, he, it is the worst. What was it 117, $117 million, I think, he uh, he accumulated? 117. Yeah, he, uh, he accumulated, yeah, $117 million, And as of today, he's worth $250,000. Well, by the time he was done playing... Right by the time he retired, all that money was gone. Yeah, he was. He, he filed for crazy. bankruptcy two years after retirement. Yeah, he was. It was all gone two years after he was done playing, which is he had. To, he had to see that coming. He had to see that coming. So um, we're gonna move on to the last two, eight, nine. These okay. are the heavy hitters per all se, right. literally, literally, figuratively. This is the most lavish spending guy throughout oh, all sports. I'm about to name is. fellas. Evander Holyfield, Mr. Oh, Real Deal Holyfield of boxing. He earned $230 million for his entire career. And as of today, what's today's day? Today's Second, the 27. 27 to 2020. This man is 25. worth $500,000. Are you serious? Wow. I, I didn't know again, that. He earned $230 million for his career. And as of today, this guy is worth $500,000, and we all know what happened with him. Spending that big-ass mansion in, um, in where was it, Atlanta. It was, yep. Then he had one on the West Coast. Yep. And then talk about take care of everybody. This guy had golden toilets with lace golden stairs and <laughs> golden silverware. Why do you need golden silverware when I'm pretty sure this guy eat nothing but burgers? That's, that's just ignorance. Ignorance, man. Wow. That's ignorant. And then he had like a billion kids. I forget how many kids he had, but uh, he had. it's it's eleven plus. Yeah. I know that for sure. And then you know the wow. child support was probably crazy. That's another thing. A lot of these athletes, they go and have all these kids. You don't realize what you're doing to yourself when you have that much money and you having kids with all these different women. That's just you that's just asking to here, take my money. I don't want my money. Just take it. Take it away. No, no. So Gene, what could if Besides the spending of all this money, which we know he did, we know his issue. But to make yep. two hundred and thirty million dollars, that means he didn't invest in anything. He just bought, right? Dang. I mean, I, I didn't even know he was at five hundred. Like I follow these people, man, because I study people who are rich and people who manage their money, and then I study people who study people that make that money. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people who write yep. books about how people manage their money and stuff like that. So this is brand new news to me, man. Two hundred and thirty some odd million dollars down to to five hundred thousand. I don't even. Know. I mean, I mean, you're that literally means like you're spending, you're spending five hundred thousand dollars like every other day. And only like, how do you, only twenty five years, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like it's so it's two thousand twenty. So in like ninety five. You around ninety four, ninety five is when he started making that money. So he went through all that money in twenty twenty five years. Yeah, he was just buying you're right, too you're right, much Sean. everything. He, you're right, Sean. He is just uh, I don't want to pick on any race or, or or gender, but females have that issue. They just love to spend, spend, spend. Yeah, and they they never really figure out where the other money is coming from. So I kind of oh, I'll say it. He's he, like a female. I say what you was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the words for me. He basically spent like a female man, and not worrying about when the money was coming in. So, so we're talking about a million dollar shopping spree is no big deal. I don't think he grew you know up with that? his father, did he? No, I don't think so. Well, see, that you know is- what about Evander Holyfield? This might be the worst because you know why? Hmm. In order for him to keep making money to try to sustain his lifestyle, which means he kept fighting, which means the reason why if we had him on an interview right now, he'll be talking like this. So he actually put his life in danger to go back and spend more money that he was just going to blow. But hey, fellas, check this out. Another common common denominator between all these people, no father in the house. A lot of these guys have no father in the household. I know for a fact Antoine Walker talks about it. I know Mike Tyson didn't have a father. Uh, Vander Holyfield didn't have a father. Now, I'm not sure about John Daly and a couple of the others. Lenny, but Lenny Dykstra seemed like he didn't have a father yeah, the way he was wilding out. Probably not. You know, So that's that's a big thing, having that male figure to be able to teach you things like that. You know, mm-hmm. Like like Jane said, women like to spend. Um, so you're going to probably you pick, pick, up, up yeah, pick up that habit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So who's yeah. the last one, Sean? Yeah, who's the craziest? Everybody's like ninety nine percent. Well, you know who this one is. You know who this one is. You gotta know. Actually, like, yeah, we'll play a little. We'll play a little game. Can you guess who it is, Gene? I know. I was gonna say Pete Rose, but this is I don't know. The most infamous spender. uh, Most infamous spender of all time. Nah, you guys got me, man. Boxer, man. You know, boxer. Oh no, Mr. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike there you go, I am Mike, baby. Get, get, get him with a little applause, okay? Yeah, get him with a little applause. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he got it, you know. Yeah, Mike Tyson, I think he lost like $315 million, right? Okay, this man was worth $300 million for his career. Uh, wow. He filed for bankruptcy in 2003. At that time, he was uh, actually in the negative. But uh, right now, as of today, Mike has picked himself back off the mat, and he's worth $3 million. Oh well, yeah. Well, he's got that weed dispensary now. That's yeah, right. and yeah. the and the movies and stuff that he did. He had enough from his movies and advertisement and signing contracts to pay off his debt. Yeah. So everything right now, if Mike Tyson live another twenty years and make whatever, it's his. Yeah, he he's got one of the. I think he has the biggest dispensary in uh, right. in Las now, Vegas. Now let's think about it. I see him did an interview where he said he was pushing out, I want to say two hundred fifty thousand dollars a week. Yeah, I believe it. That's a lucrative business. Tigers. Wow. Trainers to take care of the tigers. Oh, you're talking about back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. back then. Yeah. Back yeah. then, he said he was dropping like a quarter mil a day almost. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I've got some crazy stories of of this guy who he used to keep like thirty to forty thousand dollars in his inside his uh, his jackets when he was going out to the nightclubs and buying people cars and stuff like that. And when the party was over, and the next morning when he had all his friends over there, kind of kind of like MC Hammer. He would just spend all this money, and then all his friends would just kind of mooch off of him. 
And one day he's like, yo, take my jackets to the dry cleaner. And then all of a sudden he saw, he saw his own friends fighting over a jacket. And he's like, what the hell's going on? So two days later, he comes to find out he'd be leaving thirty, forty thousand dollars inside his jacket and not even know it. And but his friends knew. And they took it. And, and they wouldn't give it back. They would never give it back because he wouldn't even know. So if you want to lose three hundred million dollars, just pretend you don't even know where your money is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he did for like 15 that's, and a half straight years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's the best thing you could have said all show. That's literally yeah. what he did. He's just basically yeah. like, you know, <laughs> if you don't see it, it's easy to lose it. Especially yeah. if you got all these people handling your money. And you know, Mike Tyson actually said one time, they asked him, well, did you know people were mo- mooching off of you and that they're only here because, uh, you know, what they can get off of you? And he was like, of course I do. He was like, I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm giving them money for attention to be the life of the party. And that's where a lot of these people fall into. Like we spoke on John Daly, Keith. Yep. When he comes into the room, everybody expecting him to drink eight beers and snort some Coke and drink cigars. So yep. what is he going to do? That's what he's going to do. That's exactly thing. what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, ego. Yeah. Ego is another uh, killer of a lot of people's bank accounts. You know, trying to trying to be the life of the party. You know, just, you know, yeah. th- throwing the money well, up. Yeah. Well, if you've done it, if you done it right, let's say we become rich and famous and we do it for two years straight. And then we go back out for the third year. People going to expect the lavish parties and whatever we were giving to them, right? The crystal porn. Yeah. Now, now we... Mm-hmm. we our egos go, oh, my God, we can't give them the caviar and the crystal, so we got to at least try to pretend that we can, and we're going bankrupt to feed other people to, to live a lifestyle, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It and is. if they were your real friends, you give them cheese and crackers and that, and that, and that box wine, they should still come through. Exactly. 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 But um, yeah, Gene, wow. man, we we love the fact that you called up. We had a great conversation. I can't wait to actually go back and listen to this because it's a lot of a lot of good information, a lot of the good things that you share with everybody. We appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Got to give you another uh, round of applause. Yeah. Oh uh, man, uh, Jean Renan. And, um, yeah, I'm 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 actually called the the amazing Jean Renan now. Uh, there's so many people. <laughs> there's so many people you, doing you, digital. No, I like there's that. So many people, there's so many people doing digital marketing. You got to kind of stand out a little bit. So Iron Mike Tyson, you know, I got to take a little bit of your of your swag and, and use some crazy adjectives in front of my name to stand out. I like that. And, man. and I, I recommend that for everybody who's doing marketing out there, man. I like that, man. Well, like I Me said, we, we appreciate you coming, man. Um, Thank you so much, guys. Got to have you on more, man. Definitely going to have you at least once a month. You got to come on here and we got to, you know, just kind of chop it up mm-hmm. and talk sports, talk talk what's going mm-hmm. on in the world and stuff like that. Have a nice little civilized, educated conversation. So, Yeah, um, man. That was real. That was, man, that might have been like one of the best interviews slash shows. I feel like a little celebrity, and thanks to you guys, you, you guys did that. You guys did that for me tonight. Hey man, thanks so much. No hey, problem. You, you gotta speak we can. it. Much love, bro. You gotta love speak you. it into existence, man. But like you that's said, that's right. That's right. We love you, bro, and uh, have a yeah. good night. And uh, we'll holler at you, bro. All right, love you too, guys, man. It was an awesome freaking show. All right, brother. Peace. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace. Well, that was uh, Jean Renaud. That's my man right there. I'm glad he called up and uh, got a chance to talk to our fans and. Uh, even uh, grace us with a little uh, knowledge, a lot mm-hmm. of it. But I'm um, still gonna spend all my money, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 uh, segment definitely took longer than expected, but that's okay though. We, that was worth it. That was worth a little that extra was time. So much worth it. All right, um, let's get to this music, and uh, we'll be back. Gonna be some stuff you're gonna see that's gonna make it hard to smile in the future. 
But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you gotta keep your sense of humor. You gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit. Gates, 
And as you head to the tunnel's light, I hope it leads to eternal life. We save a breath for the homie pop.
Hey, welcome back to another Jam Pack edition of NBA Jam Sessions with your host, Keith Johnson, brought to you by Sports Fans Only and Anchor FM. Reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo helped the Milwaukee Bucks clinch the earliest NBA playoff berth in 15 seasons on Sunday. Meanwhile, LeBron James has the Los Angeles Lakers at the top of the Western Conference, but is that enough to top Antetokounmpo from repeating his MVP? Will Zion Williamson make an all-NBA team before John Morant? Who will win Defensive Player of the Year? Which coaching performance has stood out this season? All these questions will be answered as the NBA season comes to a close or comes to the final stretch. And with that said, check this out. Here comes James and the switch What a pass by James. other NBA news, some key Kobe Bryant memorabilia, including two of his Los Angeles Lakers uniforms and cement handprints from his induction to the Grauman's Chinese Theater Hall of Fame gallery are going up for sale in April. Julian's auction said Thursday that the items will be up for sale on April 30th as part of its annual sports auction that includes a silver medal from the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles and a 2002 FIFA World Cup gold winner's medal. Bryant's items were already being planned for auction when he, his daughter Gianna, and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash on January 26. The Lakers uniforms up for sale include one worn during the 2000 NBA Finals with Bryant's original number eight. The uniform included a black armband that marked the memory of Wilt Chamberlain who died that season. The other uniform was Bryant's 2007 season when his number was 24. Other Bryant items include Adidas game shoes he signed and a basketball signed by the 2010-2011 Lakers, including Bryant and others such as Ron Artest and Paul Gasol. Julian said that the Bryant items were being sold by a collector in Kentucky. 
fans can view what's up for sale between April 27th and April 30th in Beverly Hills, California, before the auction takes place at Julian's Auctions Beverly Hills. A memorial at Staples Center on Monday paid tribute to Bryant, who was 41, and his daughter, who was 13. Philadelphia 76ers All-Star uh, center Joel Embiid left Wednesday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first quarter and was ruled out with a left shoulder sprain. Embiid will have an MRI on Thursday, he told the Philadelphia Inquirer. He won't play in Thursday's home game against the New York Knicks. More evaluation of Embiid's sprain is ongoing, a source told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Philly, Philadelphia has also played without all-star guard Bid Simmons in the 108-94 road loss to the Cavaliers. Simmons missed the second straight game because of a nerve impingement in his lower back. I feel like when you don't have Joel and you don't have Ben, it's an opportunity for others to put their hand up and declare this is who we are. It is who we are, Coach Brett Brown said. I felt that from the physical standpoint, we were a C-. Embiid appeared to collide with Cavaliers center Anti Zizik while being fouled late, late in the first quarter. The seven-footer held his shoulder when he was on the foul line and was obviously in pain as he missed two free throws. He was removed at the next time stoppage and walked to the locker room. He briefly returned to the bench in the second quarter, but then went back to the locker room. Embiid, who was scoring a career high, who scored a career high 49 points Monday against Atlanta, is averaging 23.8 points and 12 rebounds. I think it's a lot of elements to the Sixers team. We were worried about the Sixers before the injuries, right? Mm-hmm. There was all of the other yeah. talk about Joel and Ben and can they get along. Um, now, I think with Embiid's injury history, mm-hmm. you got to be concerned with that and hoping that Ben Simmons isn't as bad as as, as it you know can be. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I think is what you talked about, the home court advantage. This team is, is a half a game back from Miami right now. This is a bad time for them to sustain these kind of injuries if they're trying to get home court advantage. Yeah, yeah Miami, Philly, Indiana have now gotten very close well, so together. So you got the standing Yeah, it's bunched up. Phone. It's all bunched when up. We talk about 9 and 21. These are your your roommates, the Knicks, <laughs> the Warriors. <laughs> this is a road record. The road record. Like they have a road record that's similar to the Knicks, the Cavs, the, the Hawks. The Knicks are 9 and 21 on the road. Exactly. Like they are bad as bad it can be. So home court advantage is more important than probably than any other team in the conference. But I want to talk about something from last night. Embiid plays less than eight minutes, right? Mm-hmm. My man Tobias Harris only got 13 shots. As a, a not only a max player, mm-hmm. but an offensive talent in this league, mm-hmm. that is unacceptable. He only gets 12, 13 shots. Shake Milton shot more than he did. And that's not a knock on Shake. I'm glad that he got aggressive. Is that on Tobias or is that on scheming? Or what is it? Part of it is, part of it is Tobias. I, I believe if you're a scorer like Tobias is, you don't need people to pump you up and, and right, turn you. Right. you. You the lights should go on. Oh, and beads out. Give me the rock. I'm going. I'm shooting 30 times tonight. Because my team needs me. Not because I want to. Because my team needs. Well, me. and he wants to too. Because that's who he is, and he hasn't had that opportunity because of you know Embiid and Simmons and, and and the spacing and all that stuff. But then the other part of it also, I got to put some on Brett Brown. Once you see he's not being aggressive. He shouldn't have to tell him, but at some point you got to tell him. You got to communicate that to him. See, that's why I love sitting up here with you guys. You just assume coach didn't tell him. Coach may have told him to be aggressive, and he just didn't end up being aggressive. See, that's how coaches get shot down by you guys. 
In other NBA news, Rookie of the Year frontrunner John Morant appreciates point guards who combine extreme aggressiveness and extraordinary athleticism, which is why his favorite player as a kid was Russell Westbrook. And Fat Morant argues that Westbrook should have more fans. I still feel like he's highly disrespected, Morant told ESPN on Wednesday before playing against Westbrook for the first time. People take his play for granted. I mean, he averaged a triple-double for the last three or four years, and I'm pretty sure they see what he's doing this year, but it's still the same thing. I just love that he still just goes out and plays and handles his business and doesn't worry about it. Westbrook, the 2016-2017 MVP and nine-time All-Star, didn't disagree with Morant's opinion. Westbrook dismissed the matter as any sort of concern. I don't really care what anybody thinks about my game, Westbrook said. I appreciate guys like Morant and other guys, but as long as I'm okay and satisfied with what I bring to the table, I'm going to keep busting everybody's ass. Westbrook delivered another performance of the sort in the Houston Rockets' 140-112 win over Morant's Memphis Grizzlies. Westbrook led the Rockets with 33 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 steals, and Houston outscored the Grizzlies by 37 points in his 34 minutes. It was Westbrook's first game against Morant, who had 12 points and 9 assists. Westbrook sat out the Rockets' previous two meetings with Memphis because of Houston's season-long plan to rest him on back-to-backs. Such dominance has been routine for Westbrook recently. He has averaged 31.8 points, 7.8 rebounds, and 7.1 assists in his past 25 games while shooting 50% from the field. The excitement that he brings to the game, I just don't know any other player in the league who brings that kind of intensity and is actually skilled, said Westbrook's Rocket co-star James Harden, who had 30 points on 9-6 shooting in the win. Westbrook's production has been even more impressive since the Rockets fully committed to a small small ball approach. He has averaged 34 points on 56.9 shooting in six games since the Rockets traded center Clint Capella in a four-player, 12-team deal that brought forward Robert Cummington to Houston, ensuring that the Rockets would play without a traditional center in the starting lineup for the rest of the season. Um, In other news, Kyle Lowry had a a jersey recognition um, at Villanova. Lowry was flanked by former teammates and called the jersey recognition an honor and a once of a once in a lifetime experience that he was able to share with his wife and two young young sons. His sons Carter and Cameron played with the microphones at halftime uh, while he was uh, getting honored. Lowry played from 2004 to 2006 when the Wild, uh, Wildcats made their first two NCAA tournament trips of Wright's young tenure. Uh, Wright has since won two national titles at Villanova and was named the AP Coach of the Decade. Um, That's actually pretty amazing. I didn't know that. I really didn't. Um, Stephen A. Smith had some things to say about the load management, and I want you guys to hear exactly what it is he was talking about. Whose season not only ended in mid-April, but you know what, Max? They knew it was going to end in mid-April in October and still engaged in load management. <laughs> what kind of damn sense does that make? You get That's not this. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You get paid 
to play the games. This is why when you're fired or you're suspended or whatever, they fine you 182nd of your salary because you ain't supposed to do that. Now, I got news for you. I don't consider this low management. That is an injury that LeBron has sustained. That is an injury that Kawhi Leonard is managing. That's not load management. That's you hurting. There's a difference. But when you're healthy, excuse me, get your behind out there and play. That's preventative medicine. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. You know why? And you know why old school dudes have a problem with it, Max? And they should because they had to play. You know why they had to play? Because they had to get paid. So if we want to be real honest about it, Mm -hmm. the reason why these dudes talk about load management and they don't mind advertising load management is because they know they're going to get paid even if they don't play. If I had to do it, everyone has to do it. The old timers are Exactly. So so, so what I'm saying to you is this. If you are – and let's get old time. That's us. Listen, Max, if somebody – if I sit up there, right, if if you have the license to miss work and get paid – What's the incentive to really, really play? A viral clip of Zach Levine from Tuesday night has emerged from the Chicago Bulls' 124-122 nail-biting loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder that the star guard would like to speak on. Levine is spotted on camera mouthing, I have effing 40 points to someone on the sideline before drilling a deep three-pointer from the Bulls' logo. Based on previous encounters, many assumed that Levine was yelling at Bulls coach Jim Boylan, but he says that that was not the case. You think Zach has reason to be frustrated? Where are we here? What you got? The timeouts are getting frustrating. I don't know. As a coach, like, it, it, it's why almost... I want to ask him first, because you got to step up and defend coaches, because <laughs> I almost, know what he was going to say. It's almost like, is he doing a bit? Like, why is he still doing this? Is like, it's like an avant-garde art project going on. Now... The thing that about Zach Levine is their, their entire starting front court is injured. People are forgetting this in all yeah. the Bulls sort of ridicule. Otto Porter, Laurie Markin, and Wendell Carter Jr. all injured. Like, it's just going to be hard for any team to be any good with that with that happening. No doubt about it. So I why do coaches do this? Because you may want to work on something uh, situational that may help you later on. And coaches are the only ones that like this situation. <laughs> the fans don't like it. The players don't like it. But I also understand where Coach Boyle is coming from. He's looking at it saying, okay, let's see if we can run a situation from the side out of bounds that gets us a quick three. Maybe we foul, stretch the game out. And you just try to build in an in-game situation to help your team maybe down the line. But, and, you know, it's frustrating for these kids. But, you know, as someone who's really good at sort of reading the room and keeping the mood, like when you're starting – to sense that your players are getting embarrassed or annoyed by this, like they're like you, there comes. Let's take a break from it. Like let's like hold off on it for a while. And like this is this is not a new thing. This has been simmering for six weeks now. And it's like just ease up. Well, that wraps up today's episode of NBA Jam Session. We want to thank everybody for stopping in our sports fans only NBA Jam Studio, and we hope you guys have a great weekend. We will be back same time, same day on next Monday evening. Until then, you guys take care. Peace. All right, here we go. Big Poppy, so happy to see you. Now, I love your accent, but for this commercial, we got to really Boston it up, right? I mean, you got the clutch factor. Okay, so you ready? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Now, just repeat after me. There's a wicked ripper by the harbor. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that mean? It means there's a big party. Okay. You know that? Okay. All right. Okay, so let's do it. There's a wicked ripper by the harbor. Wicked ripper, la, 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 la. Oh, God. Listen, let me put this in terms you can understand. All right? Listen to me. Bottom of the ninth, game seven. We need a walk-off homer. Okay? All right. Let's do it. Let's get That's in that mine. mindset. Okay? That's me. I'm going to break it down into chunks. Say wicked. Wicked. Ripper. 
Ripper. Wicked Ripper. Wicked Ripper. There's a Wicked Ripper by the harbor. Wicked Ripper by the harbor. I think that's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, listen. Keep telling them on like the 10th through 15th one that these niggas ain't listening to me. Uh. I just keep ticking though. Don't matter so, to me. So if you feel down on your luck, well, let me talk to you. I, it don't matter to me. Could float or walk no with you. This the dark side. Rapper or park that. Knowing I'm an MC though. This a murder ride. Gas tank is empty though. Yeah. I can say peace. You can say peace. I'm so New York that I'm still praying for Davis and Griselda. Cause I'm an elder. And I so dope when these niggas was playing Zelda. Now it's Fortnite. My shit is Fortnite. Run up to Fortnite. Full cop full sight. Or maybe I got five sight. Got my six cents in the seven, nigga. I'm godlike. Smoke an eight, holding a nine, nigga. The hard life. Always sleep next to a dime, nigga. The mob life. Rubber bands on the Benjamins Gun in the host of the middle fingers My sentiment I'ma chuck the deuce if he cool I'm still a gentleman If you get cool with the snakes You let the venom in If you get cool with the rats You get the same sense Pause nigga No cop talk or dick talk This is dirty block Filthy rich talk Know the feds getting they picks off Niggas heard you getting they bread They let the clip off Bitches heard you getting they bread They suck the dick off Nigga I ain't mopping the floor But this is swift No liquid on the floor But it's liquid on the floor When we count it up Ashes and liquor on the floor Yeah the lower homie skinny But the blicker by the door You can fuck around Holding your ticker by the door Look in your kid's eye And your watch hands You ain't really got the time To play with the locks man I'm a locks man Now to pick the lock in Shoot the Glock like a dirty cop in the cop land No liquid on the floor But it's liquid on the floor When we count it up Ashes and liquor on the floor Yeah, the little homie skinny But the blicker by the door You can fuck around Holding your ticker by the door Look in your kid's eye And your watch hands You ain't really got the time To play with the locks, man I'm a locks man Now to pick the lock in Shoot the Glock like a dirty cop In the cop land So hard to choose I loved you. This is sports fans only home for the hottest sports show around. These guys are on fire. Here we go. New York City. You are now rocking with the best. Boy Banks. We on fire, up in here, it's burning hot We on fire, so we take it off, if it gets too hot Up in this spot, we on fire Tell the roof on this motherfucker, let the roof on fire uh, Nigga, what you saying? We get loose in this motherfucker, let the roof on fire, fire. Smoke when I wanna 26 inch chrome smokes on a hummer This heat gon' last for the whole summer Running your bitch faster than the road Rocks on my wrist, rose gold under Locks on my hip, those throw thunder I'm Ron Dobbins by the pier But when you stop, the only thing still spinning is your hair Yeah, I'm riding with that all black snub Raiders cap, back, all black gloves I made his man, but the boy smack thugs These record sales equal more back gloves Not to mention in the ball pack clubs, his impacts about his roars, cracking woods. And all these new artists getting wrong deals. I'm only 21 sitting on the hills. Fire, 
up in here, it's burning hot, we on fire. Should we take it off if it get too hot? Up in this spot, we on fire. Tell the roof on this motherfucker, let the roof on fire. Uh, nigga, what you say? We get loose in this motherfucker, let the roof on fire. fire, fire. Uh, if you know anything about me, then you know I'm a baller. If I don't hit the first night, I ain't gonna call her. I'm trying to play, you trying to have my daughter. But I can't blame her for what her mama told her. And I don't care about what the next nigga bought her. Cause I ain't putting no baguettes in her border. I got a diamond that's about as clear as water. And I got bread, but I ain't spending a quarter. Let's so cut the games, mob. Let's go in the back. Matter of fact, turn your ass round, back a nigga down. And I ain't biased when I'm riding through the town. Like I'm small, like I'm tall, like I'm black, like I'm brown. She gotta be able to come when I need a tight ass pants, little wife, beat a regular chick, go RB, diva, bitch, say something, I ain't in the fire. Up in here, it's burning hot, we on fire. Should we take it off if it get too hot? Up in this spot, we on fire. Tell the roof on this motherfucker, let the roof on fire. Uh, nigga, what you say? We get loose in this motherfucker, let the roof on fire. fire, fire. seeing the world, but I'm not chasing my dream anymore. I made a financial plan to live it every day. There was a dream. One day I could see it. At Northwestern Mutual, our version of financial planning helps you live your dreams today. Find a Northwestern Mutual advisor at nm.com. Hey, welcome back to Sports Fans Only. This is KJ and Sean Matt back with the sports news updates. All the up-to-date news stories that's going on today. First off, we have Floyd Mayweather. Looks like he was doing some shopping in California, and he spent $11,000 on shoes. Have you ever spent $11,000 on shoes, Sean? Mm, let me check. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's outrageous. And, wait, no, no, he was in y, in NYC too. So oh, that was New probably, York. Okay, my yeah, fault. Yeah, that's probably more expensive too because he's not from here, so he's probably buying things he don't see on the West Coast. Wow, so eleven thousand dollars, and we were just talking about athletes who mm-hmm. went broke, and I'm just, and you know, it's sad to say, and he's a black, uh, another black brother, and you know, I'm not trying to tear him down or anything like that, but aren't you just waiting for him to go broke? I'm not. I'm not not in a not in a no. It's, in it's a, been reported already. I know what you're saying. It's been reported that he needs to fight these upcoming fights because his bank is getting low. So basically, he needs more money to keep up his lifestyle. It's not that, like mm-hmm. you said, he could sell everything and he'd be well off. He'd be right back to being super rich again. But mm-hmm. he would have to sell all his stuff. So basically, mm-hmm. he needs the money to basically keep up this lavish li- lifestyle. That's why he's talking about fighting McGregor again. I heard him. Uh, somebody said something about Manny Pacquiao. Don't nobody no, want to see that fight. The, no the new the new proposal is this: he's gonna fight Conor McGregor 
and the guy who beat Conor McGregor last time, Abib, Abib, uh-huh. yeah, is gonna fight him in the same day. Are you so serious? So he'll have one fight. Yeah, he'll have one fight at three o'clock, and then he'll come back for like the pay per view twelve o'clock fight. That's what he's trying to pitch. He might lose that. No boxer has this, ever fought out, out of the deal. They're looking for him to make like four hundred million though. That's crazy. He, if anybody can do it, he could do it because he doesn't yeah. get hit. So nope. And and I think this time he's really going to put a whooping on Conor McGregor. Before, I think he kind of wanted to put on a show to give people their money's worth. I think he could have finished that man a lot earlier. He might have been a little wary of getting knocked out. I think he might have been a little bit. But I think if he really said, you know what, I'm going to go in there and try to whoop him. I think he could have. But like I said, you he, know, didn't, he didn't want to get I knocked out. I was talking out. to see Anthony about this. That's who actually I think told me. But uh he was saying that if he do that, if he does it, he's going to lose one of those fights. That's what I think because you know how tired he's going to be, especially if he goes that that McGregor fight. It went the distance, right? He didn't knock him out. Uh, I think he might have finished him in the eleventh. Did he? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I think McGregor was out of gas. I gotta go. I gotta go back and check. I could have sworn mm-hmm. it went the distance and he just won. So oh, so he just they stopped the fight. Yeah, he was gassed out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, on to the next. Um, looks like uh, Lamelo Lamelo Ball. I don't know if you guys been uh, keeping up with his progress. Um, most of the sports outlets don't even talk about him much anymore. But yeah, um, they don't. A lot of uh, NBA experts are saying that he's going to be the best player, or he is the best player in next year's draft. It's not this year, I don't think. I think it's next year's draft, or is it this year? Is it this year's draft? It'll be the upcoming draft. Yeah. Wow, so he's not going to college. That's he's definitely not going to college. No, no, he took the over there's college. He did what the European guys. Yeah, that's do. right. Like we that's spoke right. on a few uh, what the about four shows ago. Yeah, we was talking about the European guys. We need to uh, adopt that model, and we'll get better, more all around rounded basketball players. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So if you guys haven't been keeping track of him, he grew like five, six inches. He's like six, seven, six, eight right now. And he still has the ball handling skills of somebody that's, you know, a small guard. So he's still got the handles. He can shoot. Yo, I think he's going to be one of the best players. I'm not going to say he's going to be a superstar, but he's definitely going to be better than Lonzo, I think. I give him superstar status. Yeah. And I give his dad, which a lot of people hate on, got to give Lamar, um, LeVar a lot of credit. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? LaMelo wants to be great. That's the thing about it. He wants, he wants yeah. to destroy people. So, in that aspect, you're right. He could end up being a superstar if he stays healthy. So, Yeah, um, he has a little bit more oomph than his brother. Definitely does. Um, and the reason why I brought up LaMelo Anthony is because uh, they were asking LeVar Ball if – I said LaMelo Anthony. LaMelo Ball, um, they were asking his father, LeVar Ball, if LaMelo will be rocking the BBBs – what is that, the Big Baller brand? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, they had problems with that. Yeah, they had problems with it. So they were asking, is he going to be wearing them? And uh, I think he basically said, nah, he's not sure, but I think that's a no. Nobody wants those shoes. No, no, no. <laughs> even even LeVar and um, the other, how do I always forget their name? The Lonzo. one that's in New Orleans. Lonzo said that, no, that's why he separated himself from the business partner of the uh, Big Baller brand. They weren't ready to fill the orders, and the material for the shoes were actually poop. Yeah, he said after every quarter he would have to put new ones on because he was yeah. basically busting through them, which yeah. is which is horrible. Like, See, that I, go to show you, sometimes when you become a man, 
in certain situations, your father raised you. You got to go against him, though. Yeah. If, if you don't like the decision, you don't do it. I'm glad he stepped away from it because you never know. He could have got injured because of them sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to prove a point for your dad to make money. You know, I, I don't know. But I love LeVar. I love what he did. No matter what you think of LeVar, he raised three men in society that's being actually positive and that are actually making making a gain for our black people, right? Definitely. definitely. And, and three, Three black brothers, two in the NBA. Yeah, and LeVar played in the NBA. LeVar is from Compton. He's he came up during the horrible time, like in the uh, late seventies and in the um, early to mid eighties yeah. when crack like, came like, out. Uh, what's his name? Like, like colors, Serena, like Ser- Ser- Serena Williams' father time. Yeah, like that time during I, when Ice T was out. You know, back then when uh, what's a uh, Tukey Tukey Williams? Like uh, yeah, during his era, like they were out with yeah, the. That- the beginning of the gang. Yeah, the bloods basically. So to see him come from that to now he's living in a mansion with his sons in the NBA, that's a great story. I mean, it's what do you like to say? Uh, Chino Hills? That's Chino Hills. Yep. Chino Hills, Chino baby. Hills, yep. Who do it better than me? That's exactly, what he says. Exactly. I, I I don't blame him for feeling himself. He's like, man, I done came from the gutter. And now I'm, I done made it. And can't nobody tell me nothing. No. And he always talk about the juices that's flowing through my body. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, man, look what I put out. Yeah, he look looked like my a, wife produced. He looked like a gang. I, I ain't going to lie. It might be stereotypical. Stereotypical. No, but- I said. Go ahead. He looked like a gangbanger. I ain't gonna lie. All right, I was, I was gonna say gangbanger, but included. Looked like he just did twenty. Just oh, got exactly. out today too. No, you, you could tell he probably had a Jerry curl when he was younger. He was just your <laughs> your prototypical gangbanger. West Coast, right? <laughs> <laughs> he sure enough was. Um, last story. We're gonna wrap this up early because we kind of went over with the interview and we went over with the uh, the intro early in the show. So um um. <laughs> We need to call this show the Go Overtime Show. Yeah, nah. <laughs> once we start getting paid, we're going to have troubles with that. Once we start yeah, getting we paid will. real money. Well, hey, once you're paying me to be go hard against the commercial, then I'll go hard against the commercial. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a little bit of NFL news. Uh, Tom Brady, his agent, met with the Raiders, the Chargers, and his people are also rumored to be talking with the Giants, like we said earlier. So, uh, looks like Brady might really be moving on, and the Patriots haven't even talked to him yet. So, mm. you you add up all those things, it almost feels like he might be leaving. Plus, he just bought that house in Greenwich, which mm-hmm. scares me. So yeah, that's right. That's what that house in Greenwich compared to going to MetLife Stadium. That's like a with no traffic. That's like a thirty minute drive. So mm-hmm. we got to go pay him a visit if he moved to Greenwich. Oh, definitely gonna drive by his house. Like, what's good with you? Try like, try to get off on some Ted, too. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak up in his yard. <laughs> That'll be funny. That'll be like, really what's, funny. What Giselle, boy? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been fun, man. I really enjoyed this show today, bro. I really did. Yeah, it was did. good. It was good. It was great for Gene calling up. Once again, appreciate the professionalism. Appreciate the advice you give us. Hope more people would listen. Hope I listen to it. Cause me and Money got a bad me and Money's like 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 just water and oil. We get together and then we then I spend it and I leave that way. You yeah, know, but I, I, everybody's gotta get better with spending their money or being responsible with their money. It's definitely something I need to take heed to. So um I'm a lot better than I was, but I'm still not where I wanna be. So No, nah, me neither. But you know, I'm not one of them people that's actually trying to leave a legacy and lineage sounds crazy for my kids. I'm no. more like my dad. I'll leave them the house. I'll leave them some money out my insurance. I'll yeah. leave a few couple thousands. Yeah. But you're going to have to go get it 
off of the skills that I showed you how to get it. Yeah, Be better than me. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you had millions and you were like that, that's a different story. But yeah, that you, would just be a, that would be uh, that would be an ass. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I hope you guys tune in on the next show, which is on Monday. Um, so we'll be back same time, same day, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Any last words, Sean? Uh, Laval ball balls. <laughs> Peace. We're out of here. Looking on the cut, fam. Seeing it for seven, did you check clear? All in the connects air. Driving cars that come out next year. Block lit, all I did was come out for some fresh air. Big chain, nice watch, fresh gear. Heck yeah, killers respect killers. Soft niggas respect fear. Crazy cause I love it, but I hate it that I repped it. Sad part about it is that I made it when I left there. Sorry to whoever anticipated my death there. You die, they hope. Don't sleep, stay woke. The more money you get, the more it's your fault. They broke. Catch a bullet in your culo In the hood, that's how they do though This ain't nothing new, yo What? This ain't nothing new To a jacket like me, man, that's what I do And you got lied to if they said this ain't what I do This ain't nothing new It ain't nothing new Nah, but maybe to a nigga like you On, I'm front line. Always respected what's real, I won't mind. Anytime they shot up the hood, was go time. Once you stop covering life, you so large. If you have some smut on your name, you can't grind. Over reputation and pride, we gon' die. When the police asked for the truth, I told lies. And when I finally got in this booth, my soul cried. Once you off the stoop, it's dope, you know child. Hey, make no truth for your youth, on no size. See me, I graduated these streets in 05. But still what? live and die by these roads. You know it why? Ain't nothing new. What? This ain't nothing new. Yeah. To a nigga like me, man, that's what I do. What? And you got to lie to if they said this ain't what I do. This ain't nothing new. Huh. It ain't nothing new. Nah, but maybe to a nigga like you. Cause around here, Are underneath you. God shuffles the deck, but the cards come from the people. Speaking from a place where the odds are under equal. Yeah, in the discussion, ain't nothing new. I vocally destroy any production. Go get your crew, put my prints on the semi and bust. I'm grateful, I know the difference between plenty and nothing. I'm on the block, on the crate, sipping henny and puffing. Even though it's all love, keep your enemies lusting. Lick a shot off, then let two go. Let me off the leash, I'm like Cujo. This ain't nothing new, yo. What? This ain't nothing new. Two niggas like me, man, that's what I do. They said this ain't what I do This ain't nothing new huh. It ain't nothing new Nah, but maybe to a nigga like you Cause around here, man It's this an everyday thing You know it ain't nothing new What? Uh, 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 uh.
some guys, some guys are only about that thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, that
staring at this Bible as I keep glancing. Dear Lord, I got questions and I need answers. I'm trying to understand your vision, all I see is damage. Just a bunch of dead bodies in the street camping. A bunch of lost souls on their feet standing. We supposed to be your children, I thought we family. You supposed to be my father, bro, I need answers. We don't need to die young, we just need chances. Tired of living on the edge, so we keep scrambling. Trying to talk to these strippers, but they keep dancing. We just want me number one like Steve Francis. Bow our heads saying praying out of seas planning. Everywhere I turn, I'm seeing MCs vanish. A lot of good niggas gone, I don't understand it. A lot of families lost and they see stranded. I ain't trying to disrespect you, I just need answers. I know you watching us from heaven thinking who to save. Cherry picking who should go next and who should stay. I'd be on my way to heaven if I knew the way. And bring back every good nigga you choose to take. They say you never wrong, but you done made a few mistakes. Cause you taking the wrong niggas, maybe you should trade. Trade us back all the real ones, remove the fakes. I think you should trade. Give us two pop back and take that nigga shook. Let the legend resurrect that he gon' live for good. I be screaming thug life in every different hood. If only you can bring him back, Lord, I wish you would. Give us Biggie, give us Pun, give us Triple X. Take that nigga Trump with you, that's a bigger threat. There's too much power for a coward with no intellect. That's a bigger with a collar, there's a disconnect. Niggas dying, mama crying, grandma need a tissue. Niggas shooting up a church, now I need a pistol. All them niggas still living, you don't see the issue. But how you take some leader, then you take a leader with you. I ain't trying to disrespect, just need a meter with you. I ain't trying to overstep, just want a reason with you. Give us back our loved ones and take the evil with you. Send them sucking straight to hell, they don't need a vision. I need you to give us back Martin Luther. Take Martin Screlly. Give us back Malcolm. Take R. Kelly. R.I.P. Lil Snoop. Get that boy's light back. Take Eric Holder. Give us Eric right back. I'm sending you this message, Lord. I hope you hit me right back. They say I'm on the wrong train. I know I'm on the right track. Cause Trey Bob gone and all he did was try to fight back. Zimmerman walk around free. We don't like that. Why you take our mothers from us? Fathers and our sisters and our cousins from us. Got these children getting murdered while they double dutching. Wonder why the fuck you take Nipsey Hustle from us. Damn, you took a true king, a true brother from us. This a fucking marathon, but they running from us. Now everybody got guns, niggas up to something. And every gangster wanna prove that they tough or something. You know it's not fair, tell the truth. I've been in my feelings too. But if you took Emmett Tell, at least take Dylan Roof. At least take James Holmes. I ain't even mad at that. Just bring back Whitney and give us Michael Jackson back. Feds want me and then slam it down. Ain't no justice for Sandra Bland, we up like a sailor fan Lord, if you listen, I'm just looking for a hand in hand Take out the fuck niggas and give us back a fam again Drowning in my tears, trying to pray for something Wonder why you give us life for you to take it from us Wonder why you give us family then erase it from us Maybe hopefully you can have a conversation with us Maybe I'm just probably tripping cause I need a hug The hood can't find jobs, now we need a plug Everybody and their mama trying to be a thug I don't go to church cause I'm afraid of being judged I've been staring at the ceiling as I lie in bed Watching niggas follow trends like Simon says I pray you give us back the real ones and try again Or maybe take them niggas that deserve to die instead Tommy Lauren run her mouth and then she get defensive Lauren Ingram laughing at death and disrespecting I really feel like you should teach them stupid hoes a lesson Either that or give us back somebody who deserved the blessings I left out a bunch of names that I forgot to mention Cost too much to pay attention and it got expensive Father, forgive me for I know not what I do And now I'm reaching out to you hoping you hear me and return the message I know that you got our back and that you're not against us Or maybe you just love us so you're doing shit to test us I just kind of thought that you would do more to protect us They say the good die young and I ain't on the guest list I've been drinking, Lord, forgive me as my blood racing I don't know what I'm thinking, I'm just frustrated I don't mean to question you, I'm just confused I don't know what else to do, I've been patient and it sucks waiting Took my mans from me, that forever hurts But putting the blame on you, that it never work I know this ain't your fault, it's the devil's work Devil's work Devil's work, devil's work, devil's work.
spidey senses is tingling. Feel something, got my radars up. Something going on. Feel funny, can't tell me nothing different. My nose twitching, intuition setting in like Steve Vision. I still close my eyes, I still see visions. Still hear that voice in the back of my mind. So what I do, I still take heed, I still listen. I still paint that perfect picture. I still shine bright like a prism. My words still skipping. I know you can't, don't, won't get it. You niggas chose to ride that shit, salt with it. I'm still afloat. I ain't the captain of the yacht, but I'm on the boat. I ain't acting what I'm not, knowing that I don't. You niggas acting like you will, but I know you won't. You won't, man. I read between the lines of the eyes of your brows. Your handshake and matching your smile. Uh-uh-uh, you niggas fine. In the back of my mind like Mac Tighten up your circle Before they hurt you Read their body language 85% communication Non-verbal 85% swear they know you 10% know they story Man, the other five time I'll show you Just know you Then pull they strings You the puppet master Fuck them other bastards Man, watch who you puffing after Play your cards Go against all odds Shoot for the moon If you miss still amongst those stars Can you feel the floating? Foul preacher quoting scriptures for revelation. Just talk shit and got the devil waiting. Body getting stiff, so levitating. Why do I speak blasphemy? No one day that will ask for me. Ask for my sins. No one to feel his wrath for me. I go through it so you wouldn't do it after me. Ask for me. I'm still circling the block before I'm parking. Not bitching. I'm just still cautious. Same black parker. Same Uzi extra clip. Still clapping with that same larkin. Damn, I feel it in the air. You not sincere. Nigga, it ain't a us or we or I'm a thing. It's a good, bad karma thing. It's a song and an honest say. I swear I feel something honestly.
give a fuck about a blog list I'm reading gun magazines, looking for a cartridge Winchester Special Edition, leave niggas nauseous Riding in a Crown Vic I picked up from the auction Presidents in my pockets, these niggas all dead I'm in a spider, the same color as cornbread Mean Gene, fucking with the help of Gator Boss Head And most of my niggas is crip, but I want the Porsche Red Yankee Stadium, hustled around the corner Jumping on the Bruckner backwoods in marijuana Whole block sweating, it's feeling just like a sauna I can't predict the future, but bet I fuck up some commas How it feel to be respected in the projects Chinese or Kennedy fried, that's all I digest Can't just get it, be patient cause it's a process These niggas don't care about living long as they die fresh Avoiding the precinct, ducking my demons Some say I'm conceited, act like I need them Praying five times a day to clean my sins up Knowing I'm just trying to pull that Benz up Avoiding the precinct, ducking my demons Some say I'm conceited, act like I need them Praying five times a day to clean my sins up Knowing I'm just trying to pull that Benz up I know it's hard to shine, that's why they hate a star Dirty face towel, shaking Yola in a mason jar You think you riding, I got some youngins to take your car Break your legs, then fuck the bitch that'll break your heart Fuck the 23rd, 25th, and the 14th NYPD try to put pressure to make us all sing But me, I can't harmonize, I don't know no melodies I know about felonies, delinquents full of jealousy Used to have a dog food, and I ain't talking pedigree Bully told me he don't tour with triggers, shit is heavenly I'm still in a junkie house, I promise in a month I'm out Phone clicking, all this chicken got me in your honey mouth Crashed up my first whip, cause say I took the dummy route My man took some pills to Virginia, he trying to run the south Back to the city, it's gritty, niggas is dumbing out Cops giving out shots, no longer giving summons out Clear the summer out in the precinct, ducking my demons Some say I'm conceited, act like I need them Praying five times a day to clean my sins up Knowing I'm just trying to pull that Benz up Avoiding the precinct, ducking my demons Some say I'm conceited, act like I need them Praying five times a day to clean my sins up Knowing I'm just trying to pull that Benz up Enjoy the show. This has been Keith Johnson with his co-host Sean Mack, and this is Sports Fans Only. <laughs>